0: On this episode of Geek Out Loud, we're celebrating 40 years of Star Wars, and could not be more excited. So grab your DVDs, your digital copies, your Blu-rays, pop them on, as myself and my brother from another mother, watch and celebrate hello everyone welcome to geek out loud my name is steve Glosson. glad to be along with you and i gotta tell you it is what i consider to be proper star wars day um and um and look here to help me celebrate star wars day my brother from another mother eric scherneweiss what's up my friend you rebel scum! Oh snap! Not the rebel scum. <laughs> it's my favorite Star Wars line. Oh really? Yes. yes. Huh? I wonder what my favorite Star Wars line is. There's so many of them. Oh, get in there, you big furry oaf! I don't care what you smell. <laughs> Oh, we're going to have some fun on this episode. So cue up your Star Wars choice of watching, of viewing. If it's the old VHS, if it's the uh, original theatrical release on the special edition, uh, or those the, the, from the special features of one of the DVD releases a few years back, or if it's a Blu-ray, or if, like me, you're doing the digital copy, whatever you got, pull it up and get it zeroed out. I'm at zero, zero, zero. I'm at, I, I, I've, I've bypassed the menu, and I'm ready just to hit play. And the movie will start, erish are you there? Uh, let me see here. Or are you at a menu screen? I um, just hit play on my menu screen it'll go through all the thx stuff By, and everything
1: uh, yeah twentieth century fox home entertainment I have the two thousand four d v d
0: yes, nice
1: that I'm loading in there
0: that was the one that came in the silver box yes, yes sir, and yeah,
1: with it, the the the, the Original
0: trilogy and then that bonus mm-hmm. disc. That bonus disc with that awesome documentary on it, the Age of the Empire, whatever it was. What was it called? Yeah, that was a really good documentary. Two right,
1: thousand. The THX up.
0: Okay. You don't want to get to the old Fox fanfare yet. You want to, you want to pause as it's a black screen. It. Okay. All right. Pause. All right. Here we go.
1: The twentieth century fox just started.
0: There you go. All right. Well, here we go, and we're going to hit the old play in three, two. I'll say after I. We don't Let's want to go. Give him
1: a five count.
0: Everybody a, ready? A five count.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah, are we? Just, you know.
0: Okay. So we're. Are we going to count down from five or count up to five?
1: Yeah. Uh,
0: yeah. I mean, uh, that was not five. a yes or no. Question. Okay. All right. So all right. are we going to go on one? Or are we going to go after one?
1: On one, you start. You hit play. Okay. All
0: right. All right. So here we go. Five. Got it. Yes. Here we go. Five, four, three, two, one. And I have hit play. And is it? Yes, it's playing. All right. Got the searchlights. Yes, sir. Fox 20th Century. All right.
1: The old 20th
0: Century Fox fan. Yeah, you know that was one of the things that we all knew when Disney took over that was going to change. Well, not just
1: with Disney. I just feel like we really don't see it much anymore.
0: Oh, that's true. It used
1: to be, uh, used to be you saw it a lot, and like every time you'd hear it, you'd just instinctively start hearing the Star Wars music right after. It.
0: Yes. Oh, my you know? gosh. Yeah, I used to be disappointed when it would be coming on like the TV or something, and then I realized it's not Star Wars. It's like, what is this crap that's on? Oh, my gosh. If those yellow words don't make you happy, you're not a Star Wars fan i got to be can I just be honest with you right now Ears? i am uh, please i i was not feeling it very much today um as far as just feeling like podcasting and stuff the minute a long time ago in a galaxy far far away <laughs> I'm like I'm good here we go let's make it happen I'm down I'm down for the wars I love this movie so much man I love this movie. And I've even turned up the sound, a, so if you hear the sound in the background, you're just going to have to deal deal with it.
1: Yeah, I, I've turned my sound up a little bit too. Yep. I could not. I couldn't do this in silence.
0: Yes, I love um, it, man. I had I had somebody come up to
1: me in the office today, and because uh, the thing is, look, the Delray offices are like there's nobody there this week between people on vacation and now people at Phoenix Comic-Con. Oh. There's like none of my Star Wars people are around. Um so one of the one of the designers came up to me in the office today and it was later in the afternoon and she just came by and she's like she's like I just want to give you this little present and she starts she starts humming the
0: Imperial March. <laughs> and I just, I just looked at her and
1: I smiled. I'm like, you know, Carol, I really appreciate that. But, you know, that's three years from now. That's right. That's from Empire Strikes Back. And today is the 40th birthday of Star Wars. That's
0: right. That's right. So
1: you're, you're, three more years, you come by and hum that to me.
0: <laughs> so, Eris, tell me about the first time you watched Star Wars. Um, Do you remember?
1: Yes, it's actually my first movie memory. It's not the first movie I saw in the theaters. Mm-hmm. Uh, my, uh, according to my mother, the first movie I saw in the theaters was Dumbo. I don't remember that though, but you know she has all these mother son memories of it. Um, Star Wars is the first one that I remember seeing in a the theater, and you know the the crazy thing was back then, and this was you know summer nineteen seventy seven. You know, movies didn't open then the way they open now. Right. You know, now, right. you know, Star Wars opens on like 4,000 screens across the country and it's a huge deal. And yes, it was a big deal back then, but it was playing on like one screen in like the local theater or whatever. And, you know, it would, in some cases, it would take you months before you got around to seeing it. Mm-hmm. So I don't think I actually saw it until like the end of the summer. I think. My father took me to see it in, like, August of
0: 77. How about those bushy eyebrows on that dude, man? Yeah. That, 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 and, that's uh, always captured my imagination. I'm sorry to interrupt you, but... I, that well, just and is this always...
1: is the scene right here where, you know, the door blows open and these guys come busting through, and I'm just sitting there in the theater like, what is going on? <laughs> like, I had no idea what they was They
0: drop happening. you right in the who middle is, of it, don't they?
1: Who, I mean, yeah, the the rebels, I get, they're guys, but are these robots? Right, kind of right. Who are these guys in the white armor? And you know, we, we were living in uh, just outside of Denver at the time, in Aurora, Colorado. And um, so I'm sitting in the theater, I remember I had uh, a hoodie sweatshirt on and <clears throat> in particular in a moment when Vader comes through the door, mm-hmm. like, that, just, like, put me over the edge i was so freaked out i pulled back then like anything that would creep me out i'd pull my sweatshirt or blanket over my face and just kind of peek out with just like an eye peeking out yes and so at this point with vader standing in the hallway like i'm just barely peeking out from behind my hooded sweatshirt Mm. at this but at the same time i am loving every minute
0: of course
1: um and the other weird thing was like I had some awareness of Star Wars already because I had some of the toys hmm like you know i, I like I had I, I had some of the action figures wow, I never so you the saw ships for Star Wars, so but you it had, saw like, it the Jawas and stuff like that,
0: so you saw so, it late in the game,
1: yeah, okay, well, but it was the air so it
0: was those kind figures of those
1: like over the summer, like the kids in the neighborhood would like. You know, they wouldn't be around one afternoon. We'd all be out riding our bikes or big wheels and stuff, and be like, "Hey, where's Billy?" And they're like, "We don't know. He's like took off with his mom earlier, and then he come like hours later. He come back. He's like, "I just saw Star Wars," but, and we'd all be like, "Ooh,", ooh you know, <laughs> kind of like the Ewoks are with uh, C-3PO and Return of the Jedi. Yeah. You know, so it was like slowly, like one by one, all the kids on the block we all got around to finally seeing it, even though like you know we had some of the toys and mm-hmm. kind of knew who some of the characters were and stuff, so it was just it was a you know I don't know it was like a whole a whole new awakening yeah. sort of
0: well let me let me interrupt you again because I think one of my favorite scenes in all of Star Wars is the moment that we just saw where Vader chokes out the now I know his name and I just learned his name in the past few years Captain Antilles um, where he chokes him out and uh, or I, let me say I didn't learn his name I just now realized I put it all together that oh that was the Captain Antilles uh, that th- that 3PO will speak of later on I love that scene I, I just love it when commander tear the ship apart until you found those plans and bring me the passengers yeah. I want them alive you know you, you just that's something you don't see a lot out of Vader throughout the rest of these films is that explosive kind of anger like that
1: right what does well, and i love i love the stormtrooper stun blast too
0: yes the you know, the circles yeah yeah so real quick just to give some information those listening live the phone number is 706-622-4456 that's 706-622-4456 uh, or if you're on the Skype, we can get the Skype.
1: Um, I want to talk about. That was the uh, that was the first effect shot that ILM completed. What the uh, the, in... the escape pod launching? Oh, really? Mm-hmm.
0: I didn't know that.
1: Yep. They um, and they 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 framed uh of they framed a still of it, and the whole ILM team signed it mm-hmm. as assigned uh, the frame of it as a for george
0: nice all right we're celebrating star wars who's with us now hello hello six seven eight can't hear you eric are you there
1: hi steve i'm a first time caller a long
0: time <laughs> i think this is john i think this is john how In- are you <laughs> I can it's all tell fine here I, all, everything's fine here how are you <laughs> I think oh man well I I couldn't hear you whoever I think that was John calling I couldn't hear him so I don't know what that's about um let's try, we're gonna try it again see what's happening here hello hello huh this is weird I wonder what's going on it's
1: the Empire is jamming their transmissions. The Empire
0: is jamming their transmissions. That's really weird. I don't know what's happening.
1: I love how nerdy these Imperial officers are. With their, with their little caps and mm-hmm. stuff.
0: I can't... I, I mean, I can't fix the, the audio situation. I don't know what the deal is. I'm sorry. I believe that's John calling. I'm sorry, John. Text me. Well, don't text me because I'm watching this on my phone. I'm now officially out of out of contact. Um... Wow, we need someone to call in via the Skype and see what happens there. Uh, see if we can bring them on. Someone, Okay, they're trying again. This is what we call persistence. Here I am trying to watch Star Wars and we're getting all persistent with us. Hello, hello. I have no idea why this wouldn't work. All right, now there's just a bunch of stuff going on. Hello. Hello. Hello, hello. It must be Skype doing something. All right, I'm going to work on the settings in the Skype and see what's going on while we're watching this thing. Um so anyhow, Irish, I want to talk I want to sw- I want to I want to circle back to earlier in the uh earlier in the movie and 3PO mentions will be sent to the spice mines of Kessel, smashed into who knows what. <laughs> and it was it was those those types of terms, that would just be dropped into this movie, that was like, I always felt like I I should know what they're talking about, but I it it in reality I had no idea what they were talking about,
1: you know? No, when, no, nobody
0: did. Right? But... And I thought there was some secret group that did. As a child, I'm watching this. I'm like, who knows what these spice mines of Kessel are and the Kessel run and all this stuff and it and and it's. And it was just genius by Lucas that it just fired the imagination, man. All right.
1: Well, and and part of the genius, too, is that because it's just dropped so casually, it's Mm -hmm. like we're supposed to know what that is.
0: Right, right.
1: You know, but as a kid, too... All that little, all those little lines, all those little things is the stuff that, like, sparked endless playground conversations. Yes. Endless conversations on your bike ride home from school and stuff. You know, what do you, you know, Spice Minds of Castle.
0: Yes. What is that? All right, we got a caller from the 770 and they hung up. I I guess they couldn't, I couldn't hear them either as they were trying, I bet they were trying to speak. the, The skeleton here. The, the
1: big giant skeleton next to 3PO is he's like over here. Right. <coughs> for for seven year old kids, you know, who are basically just around, you, you're not far removed from your dinosaur loving phase at that point.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Like, that was amazing. Like, oh my gosh, like there's a giant dinosaur skeleton next to 3PO. Right. What, right. Kind, what do you think? What it is that like?
0: thing? Yeah. Mark, can you hear me? All right, Skype is not letting me do group calls for some reason, Irish.
1: What is going on?
0: I have no idea. So this is weird. The, the,
1: the Jawas and the Canyon just peeking out from behind
0: the crevices and stuff. Yep. So I'm going to ask everyone to put a, put a kibosh on the call-ins for a moment while I try to figure out what's going on. What's the deal with Skype? That's what I'm going to try to do as we watch some Jawas. Now, this part, I was told, Bethany Blanton, our good friend Bethany Blanton, talks about this part really scaring her. This was always so funny to us. When R2 gets shot, and then he straightens up right here, and then, meow, dunk, and just falls over. That was always one of the funniest things in the world to us, for some reason. Jerk little children.
1: Well, I mean, I could see where it would be scary. Um, because I mean, look at the Jawas. Who who they they're like little rats, right? You know, just the the glowing beady eyes, no facial features. You see no skin on any of them, but yet also there's something very cute about them. You can tell that, like you can tell that some of them are obviously children in costumes, by the way they're running and stuff like that. But uh, you know, again, it's part of this. You, you know where what maybe 10 minutes into this and it's one new thing after the next what is this what is that what's going on now they're like carrying him to a giant tank like what is this thing you know they're not speaking english it's all you know you know their jawa talk so for a kid you know it's it's already established that 3po and r2 are the heroes and so now you see one of our heroes get blasted, and you don't know if he's dead or not. I mean, how much do we really know about droids back then?
0: Oh yeah, it's like what is what is you know what are these deal what is the deal what's the deal with the droids? And these Jawas were kind of tripping me out What are we, the, what
1: are we the Jedi Council show now?
0: That's right. <laughs> <laughs> that uh, that silver droid on the um, on the sandcrawler. That mm-hmm. kind of cusses. I always assumed at, at R two or just kind of dismissed. R two, there's the old gunk droid and R five. He was he was packaged and sold in the old Kinder line Star as droid. the Death Star droid. And so as a kid, well, I'm always like, what's see- the Death Star droid doing in the Sandcrawler? But you see him on the Death Star. Well, you see a version of very. It's a black yeah paint job on him though. Um, so trying to get a very recent. Situation as to what's going on. Uh, looking for some tech help.
1: Well, what if you called them? What if they put their number into the chat and then you called
0: them? Okay, well, let's do this. Let's try to add someone to group call here and see what happens. Call failed. Okay, so it's just not letting me do this. Huh. So Skype's just being a jerk. Is what's happening right now. I, I
1: just got to say, the sandcrawler is just one of the coolest things. Well,
0: I tell you, it's one. It's interesting because it. I've I've been very critical of some of the designs in the Force Awakens. For example, the Resistance transporter, the um the thing that Leia shows up on. Um, yeah, I'm Donna not crazy with. about that. I'm like, it's just a box. It's a great box, but when you look at the sandcrawler, it's like, well, it's just a big brown box. But there's just something about it where it just it fits the atmosphere. It's these little Jawas and this huge, huge thing. It's almost like a. It's kind of like a garbage truck, but
1: a little bit. But it's also their home. It's right. like their little mobile city.
0: Yes, and it's just it, and it's just amazing to me that it's so massive in these little. I think it's the juxtaposition of the little people that are Jawas traveling around in this huge, huge thing that gets them around the desert and stuff and. Yeah, they're
1: they're they're nomads. They're just traveling from one place to the next and this is what they travel in. Instead of like the Bedouin on camels going to the you know, the deserts of the Middle East, you got the Jawas in their giant mobile home. It's their yeah. big R V.
0: <laughs> the Admiral says in the chat, it's their R V <laughs> Also it's a rhombus, not a box. So <laughs>
1: Uh, more great lines. I love the, the the medley of Luke calls. Luke, Luke, Luke. <laughs> like everybody's got a different Luke call. They've
0: always got yeah. Uncle Owens is the one that is that I always used to. I I had a friend back in college that lived on our dorm uh, named Luke, and I would step out and do the Luke. I'd do the Uncle Owen Luke. Luke, Luke. I would always do that one. And Baru is more; she's a little more soft about it. She's like, "Luke, Luke, yeah, Luke. Luke. Tell your uncle if he gets a translator droid, be sure it speaks Bocce. Bocce, Yeah, that's another thing. It's like here's a language that's just thrown out at. It's like I'm supposed yep. to know what this is. Uh, it's it's that same that same idea, not to continue the the thread of conversation from earlier, but. It's just that whole thing, and don't look like we have much of a choice. And that's the other thing. It's like they're looking at these droids, thinking, "Wow, this is just a bunch of junk. We don't really have a lot of choice in what we're getting here." But I'm looking. I'm like, "What does that one do? What does that one do? What is what? What about that big thing that just looks like a giant, you know, knee to the foot thing? That that one droid? How does that even, How does that thing even get around? The big black one?
1: Well, it, it, okay, so they live in. The, their homes are like kind of like dug into the earth, right? And so then you got the Jawas and their big giant RV rumbling over mm-hmm. the top. Like imagine all the stuff that's falling.
0: Oh off the yes, all there. that Tupperware is going down. Yeah,
1: poor opera. Yes, like down there, like cleaning up spilled blue milk right now. Right. Yep. Broken cups and bowls and everything, and also that the Jawas can open up their door and parade out this whole mess of junk droids. I mean, it's they're all lemons. They're all like used droids that, you know, they found watering the desert or traded little bits of like this or that for.
0: All right, Mark, you with us? I'm with you. All right. All right. We got Maui Mark on the line, ladies and gentlemen.
2: And I'll t- I got to harken back really fast when R2 fell down when I was in the theater, everybody went aw.
0: Oh, really? Well, well what is, everybody. Well, tell me this: what is that big droid? He looks almost like he's a giant robot's leg, like the bottom of a giant robot's leg. The,
1: the you know, black I don't one. Yeah, the big black, black one. That being named. It's actually it's an R one series droid.
0: How does um, he move around? The man. How does he's it move? Got to wheels. I don't. It doesn't look like I've got the action figure of it, and it literally just sits there like a small building. There's no wheels to it or anything. So, Mark, tell us about your your Star Wars experience a little bit.
2: Oh gosh, uh, I originally saw the advertisement for it. Uh, my parents had taken me
1: on a trip to Australia. This is how old were you? How old were you when you saw it? Fifteen. Fifteen. Okay.
2: Uh, I am the oldest man here so shut up. <laughs> um, but yeah, uh, we were on a trip to Australia and we saw it uh, in October of 76 and I I'm, I'm just going gaga over this. Nice. My dad's looking at like this looks like a piece of crap. <laughs> and I'm he's like, "No, this is going to be the best thing ever." Oh, uh, uh, he couldn't shut me up. And so we didn't see it opening week. And one of my friend I just told one of my friends this today and he's like, "What? You?" And so I think I saw it like a week later, after the line started calming down ever so slightly.
0: Yeah, but it was also—it's like Eric was saying there was also a different time back then to go. Yeah, I mean, you didn't go see things opening week like this.
1: Right. Right. Well, I mean, this—this this was in the theaters for at least a year.
2: Yes, it was. Uh, but it was often uh, where where I was in the San Francisco Bay Area, it was off and on. Right. And so, uh, and at the same time, you had, or I think it was like a week or two earlier or later, Smokey and the Bandit came out. So everybody that wasn't going to see Star Wars was going to that movie because there was nothing mm-hmm. else to watch.
0: The aforementioned, and I believe we mentioned that last episode, Eric. We, we talked did. a little Smokey and the Bandit. We
1: did. We <laughs> sang a little Eastbound and Down. And our friend no, Shaz I couldn't help but hear that.
0: <laughs> and our friend Shazbazaar, Bazaar, uh, he and his friend Jedi Schwan, it's a friend of the show, Techno Retro Dads, they did a whole episode devoted to. Um, the uh, the Smoky and the Bandit a couple of weeks ago. Oh, I've got to listen to yeah.
2: that. I, yeah, I if, that if nobody's listening to that show, they really need to get on
0: it. I'm telling you, straight up, Mark. Yeah, Techno- and the
2: serial re- bits they do are amazing.
0: Yes. Well, they released a cool thing for the 40th anniversary where they did like a fake Casey Kasem top 40 countdown, and it's mm-hmm. the top 10 of from the. It's the top 10 songs from the week of night of May 25th, 1977, and it's parodies of all the top 10 songs. A lot yeah, of work went awesome. into it. It's great. So check it out, the Techno Retro Dads. But that's not what we're here, we're here to talk about, the Star Wars, Mark.
2: Yeah, so um, I saw Star Wars when it uh, came out that year probably about four or five times because I was dependent upon transportation. Sure. Um, and uh, after that, my dad kind of threw up his hands and said, okay, whatever. And when Empire came out, uh, I saw that easily a hundred times.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: Uh, most of that in the cheapest... Theater I could find.
0: Right, right. And uh, are you telling me you went and saw Empire a hundred times in the theater? Let me just—I got to stop and process that. That's
2: easily.
0: How much was a ticket back then?
2: Uh where when I was getting it was $275. So yeah. $275. No, two seventy-five. So no, you spent
0: two hundred and seventy-five dollars.
2: No, two dollars seventy-five cents.
0: No, two hundred. When you see it a hundred times, that's two hundred and seventy-five dollars.
2: Not when I see it five times in one day. Well. <laughs> <laughs> Fair enough, and and almost nobody else is going in, so the concession concession stands are looking at me like, "Oh shit, he's back
0: again." Too oh, oh yeah, thanks, it's Mark. Old sitcom. He's yeah, old sitcom. He's back again. Right. right. <laughs> so
2: I was like, "Oh yeah, I'm okay. We'll let him go in again."
0: That's still fifty five dollars. If you saw it five, each time, if you went each time and saw it five times, that's fifty five dollars.
2: Yep. My dad didn't that my you know, giving me a little bit of money.
0: Yeah. I can't Just say anything. In, in nineteen ninety nine I saw um I saw the Phantom Menace seventeen times in theater, so oh,
4: Yeah, but then,
2: then you have the rewatches in ninety seven.
0: you know, I didn't get to the rewatches as much as I would have liked to, the re releases. And I yeah, was really I disappointed to, by that. I got
2: to see it at least twice, but I also had at that point I had my kids. Mm. So I'm one of those bad dads that says, you're kind of going to watch this, aren't you? (laughs) So they got indoctrinated, and uh, they they started liking it. Um, But at this point, they're all like, yeah, yeah, Star Wars, okay. Nice. But they're they're adults now. My My eldest is 35. He has four kids. My youngest is 25. I've got two in the middle. And they're like, yeah, Dad's a geek.
0: Indeed, indeed And I remember in 1997, I was in college And we got a big group to go on opening night when Star Wars was released I've told that story before in the past But um, I tell you what, with the with the coming of the Empire Strikes Back and the subsequent movies This scene, this table scene, takes on just so much more meaning than it had when um, when, when When I first saw it as a kid you know, used to watching as a five, six-year-old kid. I'm just watching. I'm like, oh, Uncle Owen's so mean. Why does he like Ben? And then as you see the story progress, it's like, oh. Especially when, here in a moment, when Bruce says he's got too much of his father in him. And he's like, that's what I'm afraid of. So I wonder how, I feel like Owen had a pretty good grasp on everything that went on. Baru is just kind of smiling like he's got too much of his father in him. Does she just remember Anakin that showed up and took the speeder and went and got Shmi? Or does well, she know I mean, the whole I'm probably, story?
2: I'm probably going to get hate mail from all the women on this one, but she's being atypical, mom. Hmm. Let's you know, let's not dash his hopes. stare, you know? You're you're here to discipline and be his uh, guiding strength, but I'm here to mother him and sure. support everything he does. Um, and I'm saying that from both sides. I see. I saw my wife doing it, and I'm right. like, uh, no, we can't keep this up.
0: Yeah. Yeah, but, and, I, but but I'm saying, you know, now looking back, and now we have the the benefit of the prequels and everything that's come after, and I'm just wondering if we if we start to talk in universe explanations, do you think she knew as much as Owen knows? No, Erish?
1: I think she does. Yeah, I think I think she's just being realistic. I think that she realized. Look. Every young kid reaches that point where they, they want to go off and do their own thing.
0: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
1: And I, she's she's at the point where she's accepted that, that it's time for Luke to be able to leave, do his own thing. And Owen is the one who is being stubborn about it with his, oh, no, you know, the harvest is when I need you the most, one more season, and then... You know, next season that season will pass, and he'll say the same thing. I need you one more season. He's never going to let him go, and yes. she's trying to convince Owen he's going to leave. We have to. We have to come to that
2: realization. Yeah. It's interesting because in my relationship, it's almost the opposite. I'm like, okay, guys, out the door. It's eighteen.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but I think Owen is also very practical about what he may be sending Luke out into. I think. Yes. no, th-
2: he. I think he knows the harsh realities that are coming down. She may know as well, but he's trying to protect him. Right. And and in a way, he's using a guilt trip situation like, oh, what am I going to do? Here goes the harvest. I can't do it all. Come on.
0: Yeah. Yeah, indeed. Do you have a favorite moment in the original Star Wars, Mark?
2: (sighs) Probably the chessboard scene.
0: Oh, wow. Okay. That captured Uh, your imagination, huh?
2: it did and i think it uh, was one of those star trek moments where everybody saw saw this now, Mark and they're like no Mark, games no mark i know i know i mentioned the horrible word but the reason why i mentioned that is if you look at star trek lower no got communicators cell mm-hmm. phones you've got all these things uh, that took place because of it
0: mark are you doing this in, on star wars birthday
2: yeah, no. come on, man. come on, Mark. I, Mark, you're I'm, killing I'm me. A, I'm, make, I'm making a point that we may not have had Pac-Man so early. Had it we not didn't been have that chessboard scene. <laughs> okay, you
0: you you have redeemed yourself, sir. You went a long I way. Went a long way but around. you got there. You got there for me. <laughs> yeah. So Star Wars gave us video games in earnest, huh?
2: I think that's where you get all the tabletop games yeah. You've got the arcade games coming in right?
0: Yeah, yeah
2: um, It was it was just that one thing that sparked people Saying ooh
0: Nice, nice Well Mark, I appreciate you calling in and celebrating some wars With us my friend
2: Can I say one last thing?
0: Yes, of course
2: We need more Brian
0: More Brian
2: Yeah, we need more bag episodes Only Three is not enough
0: Well we just released a fourth one today
2: well, that's good, but we need six, seven, eight, nine. You, we need to get to at least 100.
0: It's a weekly show, brother. We can't do it all at once.
2: <laughs> I'm not saying you do. I'm telling you so. Brian's like, oh, gra- yeah.
0: you're kidding me. 100? <laughs> I'll, I'll let him know you said so, and you'll probably have some kind words spoken of you. when Oh, I do. yeah. I already
2: put it up on iTunes.
0: <laughs> all right, man. Have a good one, brother. All right. We'll see you. Thanks.
2: Happy anniversary.
0: Yeah. All right, that's uh, Maui Mark, ladies and gentlemen. That's a donkey, by the way, making that noise. That is a donkey noise. All right.
1: Tuscarotas are so cool.
0: Man, Skype is being wonky. Let's see here. We just had someone uh, throw in here. Let's see if we can pull them up. It looks like it may work. It's a ringing. We'll see if it works. All right. Did the Tuscan Raiders scare you as a kid, Irish? No. Me either. No, I was, fa- I was fascinated by them. They are fascinating. I love all the
1: little practical tricks they did to make the land speeder look like it was hovering. Right. You know, using the rocks to hide the the poles that held it in place. You know, using the mirror to show when it when it's flying along and it's really driving along and there's mm-hmm. just a mirror there um, it's just so clever
4: and you just Sorry, the person you were trying to reach oh. has a voice.
0: Sorry about that, Irish.
1: Well, hello there.
0: Hello there. Oh my gosh. All right, let's see how this is going to work out for us now. 770, you there? Oh, why is this not taking I may have to call people. Irish. It may not allow me to uh It's not taking calls, but I can call people apparently. So call people. That's what I'm trying to do, buddy. Yep. So stand by. Don't try to call back. Let me call you if you've tried to call in, let me try to call you. So here we go. We'll try the 678 number first. Let's see if this works. Fingers crossed, everybody. Fingers crossed.
5: hello hey is this steve yes who's speaking (laughs) this is michael's father john
0: hey hey john how you doing man (laughs) i'm doing good good to talk to you this is a first we've never if i know we've never spoken
5: i I was just i was inspired just because you guys were talking about the first time that you saw star wars and Carissa said, "Hey, you got to queue it up." So I just plugged it in I waited for you guys to do the countdown. Nice. Put it on mark and and uh, just started reminiscing about the first time I saw Star Wars.
0: Well, tell us a little bit about it.
5: Well, i uh, I was nine at the time, and I can remember being at the park with my uh, best friend Jonathan and uh, my parents, and my mother is reading the newspaper and she sees this review of this movie that's coming out called Star Wars,
0: mm-hmm.
5: and there's a picture of the, the, the trash compactor scene in the in the newspaper.
0: Yes. And
5: so uh, a couple days later, my buddy Jonathan calls and says, hey, my dad's taking, the, taking us to go see Star Wars, do you wanna come? So I remember the exact theater that we were in, I remember where we were sitting in the theater, and I had no idea what this movie was about. Mm-hmm. And so that opening scene of the Rebel Blockade Runner coming across the screen and those, those blasts firing off, the entire theater erupts. And I can just remember looking over at my friend Jonathan and we both scream. We're like, whoa! <laughs> and uh, I mean, we were just blown away. And so years later, I'm just sort of reflecting on, you know, that first time that I saw Star Wars. Mm-hmm. And... It really wasn't until years later that I realized, number one, there were no special effects like that that existed at the time that were quite like this. There were none. But even more compelling was there hadn't been a movie made in Hollywood for a very long time where it had a soundtrack that featured a full orchestra Hmm. and was actually part of the movie. The only thing, the, the only except that might be Jaws, mm-hmm. which was maybe a year or two before. And, you know, that, yeah, that Jaws iconic was theme was actually, I believe. yeah, yeah, um, that that theme was, you know, sort of a character actually in the movie Jaws. Uh, but Star Wars, I mean, the way John Williams wrote that, everybody has a theme to their character Yep. and you have this blaring full orchestra. And that hadn't been done in Hollywood in a long, long time. Yep. And so I think that most people didn't realize that that was one of the reasons why they loved that movie so much, was that the orchestration to that movie was done so well. I mean, <laughs> you, you could hear three notes from any part of that movie. Yep. And you would know that it's that movie, and you would know what scene and what character that theme belongs to. So... Those are just my thoughts. I was reflecting back and I yeah. just couldn't get into reach it in time.
0: No, well and, and I'm having some trouble with Skype as well. And uh and and it's not taking calls for some reason. I'm having to call people. So and you mentioned the you, you mentioned the score just being like a character of Star Wars. The Oh yeah. You know, oh, yeah. you go back to seventy five as Jaws and it's the same thing, it's that character like you said. In seventy six, a different composer, but Rocky also had a a score that became just as iconic as the movie. Then you've got 77 with Star Wars, then 78, Superman. So four years in a row, there are these scores that come out that are just as iconic as the movies themselves and Uh, really lend to the iconography.
1: Wasn't Close Encounters 78 also?
0: Was it? I thought
5: that was closer to 80. No, no. I think it's uh, seventy-eight or seventy-nine was Close Yeah. Okay. I think. And, and,
1: yeah. And that's another one where the score was very yep. iconic.
0: Well, I mean, played into the story with the yeah. Yeah. with the five notes and everything. I, I
5: have to I have to explain to my kids that. Wow. You know, close Encounters. Seventy-seven. Where, November sixteenth, oh, seventy-seven. Here. Wow. Wow. Well, I I have to explain to my kids that. Uh, you know, this was a this was a time period where you couldn't just watch things whenever you wanted to.
0: Mm-hmm.
5: Right? <laughs> I mean, no. right. there were no DVDs, there were no Blu-rays, and a VHS at the time probably was a little over a thousand dollars. So you just couldn't watch things whenever you wanted. If yep. You wanted to watch something on TV, it usually only came on once a year around the same time.
1: and, well, if you and when you wanted
5: to see a movie, you had to go to the theater. Yep,
1: and, and when movies first started coming out on VHS. You know there wasn't, there wasn't the blockbuster. There wasn't the rental places right away. So, you, oh
5: yeah, and if you wanted to yeah. buy
1: them, they were like over a hundred dollars.
5: Oh yeah, easily. Yeah. Um, it's just a, a different time period. Yeah. I mean, they, they, they just yeah, they they have no conception of what that what that was like.
0: Yeah. Well, and the point the point I'm making about the music is number one, three out of those four movies. Well, in five, when you bring in Close Encounters, four out of the five movies John Williams scored. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Yeah. And and it was just the time. It was this. It was the shift in time that Lucas really with Star Wars nailed it. He just kind of he he honed in on it and he got it right. And and he along with John Williams as far as the music goes, because there was the trend toward the more and in science fiction it was always the more electronical type stuff as well. Oh yeah, that's You right. know,
5: yeah, that's right. You get yeah. these weird electronic sounds. But John Williams was you know. Uh, there's a saying amongst musicians where good musicians borrow and great musicians steal, mm-hmm. and he would steal everything. It, it, actually, he was a lot like Lucas. Lucas would steal a lot from mythology to incorporate in his movies. John Williams would steal a lot from other composers yeah. to make a great composition. Um, and I'm sure you've heard the argument of Holst, the Planets, and oh much sure, Mars. yeah. I've...
0: Yeah, when yeah, you listen like, to Holst, it's uh, you can hear you can hear that yeah. Oh, yeah. blockade runner <laughs> when you're listening to Holtz yeah. Mars. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah,
5: yeah, it's it's he, he does that with all of his music, but it's brilliant. It's absolutely brilliant, and and the, just the idea of having a light motif to, to each character, like mm-hmm. Wagner would do, it makes it. I mean, this is music that'll last forever. Yep, there's a reason why you know we still listen to Beethoven and Bach because it was great. Mm-hmm. It, they were masterpieces. His film scores are literally masterpieces. They'll be around forever. Well, what's what's
0: really interesting is the way that he gets these themes, and and a lot of times they're four or five note themes, and then he expands upon them and twists them and uses them throughout the rest of the film. Um,
5: yeah, and, yeah, you'll hear little bits and pieces of it. And you'll yes, know, Where did I hear that before? Expert, yeah, he
0: does, and it's and it's expertly done. It's it's handled with such a sure. Such a great touch. I just think of, yeah, you know, I know we're watching Star Wars, but you go to Superman and that Krypton fanfare at the beginning uh, as you're oh, approaching yeah. the planet oh, Krypton. Yeah. When you get to later on at the Fortress of Solitude, that it's that theme, but it's almost done a little bit minor. It's done a little bit muted. It's done a little bit twisted, and um, and, and and because it's not quite Krypton the way Krypton was. And uh, yeah, and it's and that's John Williams, man. That's John Williams doing his thing. Yeah, yeah,
5: you can hear it through actually almost all of his movies. Like there are times yep. where I can't. There, there are certain themes in Indiana Jones where when I hear them, I can't tell whether it's Harry Potter or it's Star Wars. There are just certain <laughs> themes yep. in, uh, like Leia's theme sounds a lot like uh, Marion's theme from from Indiana Jones. And I'm like, wait, which one is that again? Shoot, is that Star Wars is that Indiana Jones? It, it, it just, he layers that music so close that uh, you actually sometimes have a hard time differentiating. Yeah, I always but have. You guys were talking about that, that opening scene where the stormtroopers were coming through. Mm-hmm. Ha- have you guys ever seen the David Prouse voice yes. for that scene? Yes. Oh, <laughs> oh man, I feel bad for the guy. Yeah. I really do. Well,
0: bless our, I saw a picture today that someone posted online of the interview where he was doing an appearance at some convention, and he let slip that in the second Star Wars, it would be revealed that Darth Vader was indeed Luke's father.
5: Oh no! Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Before the movie was released. Yeah. Yeah. Oh my goodness!
0: Wow. Yeah. So, oh wow! Yeah, it That's was there. Horrible. It was there in black and white. Uh,
1: <laughs> wow! <laughs> but wait, I don't know that he knew.
0: I didn't think he did either. I was always told he did not. But this is a this is a news article from uh, the late '70s, and I forget where he was making an appearance. I'd have to dig around and find it again. But um, it was there, man. I couldn't believe well,
5: there's two it. Two interesting things about that. Uh, I don't. I don't know if this actually is the case. I just surmise that a lot of the rumors about the Star Wars mythology after the first movie was released, uh, I always felt like George Lucas just listened to what the rumors were and based, literally based his movies off of what people were speculating.
0: Because
5: mm-hmm. I can remember after that first movie was released, do you remember all the? the fan magazines that were like Fangora and just these, you know, kind of wacky science fiction magazines. Yeah, Starlog. Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh yeah, Starlog, I remember that one. Yeah. Anyway, I remember reading about the origins of Darth Vader and how he was basically mutilated in a fight with Ben Kenobi on a volcanic planet. Mm -hmm. And it'd be kind of hard for me to believe that George Lucas had that conception in his mind that far back. Maybe he did. I don't know. Well, that was he did. But,
0: yeah, I, he did. That no, was in the novelization. That was in the Return of the Jedi novelization where Obi Wan told that story. So, I, yeah. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. And didn't Lucas? Oh, yeah. Didn't Lucas like? He had to break, as I understand it, Erish, and correct me, please, where I'm wrong. But as I understand it, Lucas basically had to break his original story for Star Wars into the three parts. Because it was so big, and so this is literally Act One
5: that we're watching here. I, oh, yeah? I okay, believe yeah.
1: so. Okay. I'm not positive on that, but yeah, I believe so. Mm-hmm.
5: Now, is this story true? I, I've heard this too, and I, I've never known whether or not it was, yeah, you know, it was actually true, that nobody on the set knew the plot that Darth Vader was Luke Skywalker's father the only person that knew was James Earl Jones because he had to do the voiceover, and the, the reaction that you see Mark Hamill give in the film is his actual reaction and an improv on his part. Is that true? Well, this, is what, this
0: is what I've heard Mark tell, is that Irvin Kershner pulls him over to the side and tells him... The, the line that Prowse delivered was, Obi-Wan killed your father. And just before they're filming that scene... Um, Kirshner pulled him over the side and said, here's what the actual line is. And yeah. (laughs) And, um, and then said, uh, and and said, here's what's going to happen. Now this, according to this article, and I don't know where this is from, or even if this is just, you know, it could be something Photoshop and faked, but, um, this is, uh, this is May the Sequel Be With You. There's a picture of Dave Prowse, and it says, Briton, David Prowse, two years to wait for Star Wars two. And his quote is, he offered a glimpse of a possible plot for the second sequel. Darth Vader and Luke Skywalker, the young hero in the first film, played by Mark Hamill, are hooked up in a do-or-die lightsaber duel when Luke learns that Darth is, in fact, his long-lost father. And oh, Prowse man. says, father can't kill son, son can't kill father, Prowse said, so they live again to star in Star Wars 4, to wild cheers.
5: <laughs> oh, man.
0: So, that was...
5: Oh, wh- where was that article from?
0: Uh, this is It's just a picture that, of it that someone posted in this group, in this Facebook group that I'm in, and... um. so it's fake news it could be it's fake news it could be (laughs) fake news i'm just saying i don't know i'm just an alternative uh, fact steve i'm sorry (laughs) cliff barnes is telling me to go watch i'm your father on netflix heck no i'm watching star wars they're about to go in the cantina
5: my wife sent me into the front room i guess it's interfering with the radio
0: Oh well, excuse me. <laughs> well, we'll let you go because I know there's some other people that want to get on here, man. But hey, it's good to talk yep, to you. Yep. Where's yeah, now? Where's talk Michael? Talk to Where is young Michael?
5: Uh, I, I think he's 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 eating a late dinner. He's in there watching Star Wars right now. Uh, all right. Well, uh, well, well he's he still to be doing a show. His birthday is on June 1st, so he's got a birthday coming up. All right. Well, happy uh, happy, so happy birthday if you're, you're on air. Then just give, give him a shout out.
0: You better believe it. And he owes me a Star Wars trivia competition still.
5: Oh, nice. I've all not right. forgotten. i am go ahead, Ed,
0: with you. I've not forgotten. So, <laughs> All right, man. Thanks for calling, dude. You got
5: it. Thanks, Steve. Good to
1: talk to you. Bye. All right. So, Eric. I, I got to say, as a kid, the cantina scene was, was the bomb. Has it? Like, I don't all know. All these crazy aliens, the
0: cantina theme song, the mm-hmm, music mm-hmm. was my
1: favorite music from the movie when I was a kid. Like, I would just get all excited when I'd hear the cantina theme. Yep. There wasn't anything about the cantina scene that I did not love as a
0: kid. Uh, I 100% agree with you. And, I look, I've just been jotting down some things because there's been some things mentioned already. We're talking about some things we've seen while we were talking. Some of the more iconic things from Star Wars. Vader's entrance that you talked about earlier where you, as a little boy, hid your face to watch. Mm -hmm. Um, We'll talk about the trash compactor scene, I guess, when we get there. Um, Luke standing and staring out into the twin suns. Uh, I just, was almost going to call for a moment of silence. We should have had one, and I apologize for not doing so.
1: Because that, and that's one of my favorite pieces of music yes. right there, too. Yep,
0: indeed, indeed. Um, the uh, the the scene as they're coming into the cantina or into Mos Eisley with the force with the Jedi mind trick. You don't need to see his identification. He can go about his business. All that good stuff. Iconic. And I don't know, as far as a scene where you walk into a building or a room and it's packed with aliens, I don't know that it's ever been done as well. Even Jabba's Palace, I don't know if it's ever been done as well as a cantina scene. I'm saying it right now. In any sci-fi movie, anything, I don't know that it's ever been done as well. Did I lose?
1: I'm you? not gonna just. Dis- I'm not gonna nope, disagree just- <laughs> with you. <laughs> I'm, I'm sorry. I just Obi Wan's whipping out the lightsaber. I'm yes. like all into this In-
0: again. I'm with you, man. I'm there. All right. And let's we, see. we 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 got to talk
1: just for a quick second because mm-hmm. this is the first time that we're seeing Chewbacca. Yes. Just the makeup on Chewbacca is mm-hmm. amazing. I mean, there are movies today, 40 years later. That don't hit the makeup as well as they did with this. Yeah, with the mask. It's not a guy in a suit. That is a fully formed character.
0: You know, that is a fantastic point. I have never in my life thought about thought of Chewbacca as a person in a suit, ever. I've
1: just always Chewbacca is Chewbacca. He yep. is a real life Wookiee. One
0: hundred percent agree.
1: You know, there, there's never a moment where it's like, okay, that's a okay. You could see. You know the seams on it, or you mm-hmm. can kind of tell around the eyes or whatever. No, I mean it just the the way the mouth moves and the nose and the, mm-hmm. the eyes and every oh it's just so perfect. I
0: think it's the eyes because I'm looking at him sitting here next to Han Solo yep. and and it's like it's flawless. It's like it's like it, it he he looks like an animal. I mean this yep. is not you know and I don't want to dig on things that came you know ten fifteen years before whenever they did ten years before. But, I mean, it's not a Planet of the Apes mask. You know, it's, no, and it's not actually, that kind of thing.
1: I was just going to bring up the Tim Burton Planet of the Apes movie. Yeah. Where, you know, it's so you can see the actors and all the makeups. Mm-hmm. Paul Giamatti's orangutan looks like Paul Giamatti. Yeah. Helena bottom Carter's chimpanzee looks like Helena Bottom Carter. Like, you're not seeing the character. You're seeing the actor and the makeup. Right, right. And in and, and, and the case of Chewbacca, you are fully you're only seeing the character there is no aside from the overall posture of Uh him there's nothing that says that this is a man in a suit
0: agreed a hundred percent agreed it is and it's amazing and and that is the I you know it's it's weird because you hear about george lucas being so low-key and so laid back and you know of course we know he got stressed out to the point of being sick You know, and having to be hospitalized after doing some of this, you know, working on this film, but there is something about him that motivated the costume designers, the makeup people, the special effects people to get the job done and do it right. Do it, you know, as close to what he wanted as they could. And, you know, and he did not settle. He did not settle. And, and I just think that's a testament to his work ethic, his imagination and his ability to motivate people to do something, especially with Star Wars at the time, where it's like everyone's like, what in the world is this thing anyway? You know, and, and he had to be able to communicate somehow from his head, from his vast imagination, exactly what he was looking for.
1: Well, and, and now we go from Chewbacca to Greedo. Yep. And the same thing can be said about Greedo. Uh,
0: I mean, uh, yes. look,
1: look at the way the antenna on the top of his head are moving around. The way his snout moves when he speaks. Yep. You know, it's just, there's nothing about this that says that this is a guy in a mask.
0: Right, or a girl. You know,
1: yeah, it's just, you're just seeing the character. You're seeing this roadie in Greedo. Mm -hmm. It's just amazing work that they did. And this is 40 years ago.
0: Yeah, yeah. Well, this, I mean, it changed the business, didn't it? Uh, it? It changed everything about movie making, did Star Wars. It, it it was, and that's what Star Wars has always done or, or up until, well, I don't, mm, let me be careful. I don't want to be critical of what has come recently, but it's what Star Wars always did. Each movie pushed mm-hmm. the medium forward. It pushed the medium of filmmaking forward.
1: Yep. And uh, I just, wait, we get a moment of silence here for the, yes. the cool Han Swagger walk. As he walks away from the table and flips wooer the coin. <laughs>
0: sorry about the mess.
1: Sorry about the mess. Oh, it's just so cool.
0: I just I, again, it's and, a, that's an iconic say, moment.
1: I'm sorry, Han will always shoot first.
0: Han will always shoot only. You know yes. that's that's the thing about, and that's the one change. Uh, Lucas can do whatever the rest he wanted to do with these movies, but that was the one change I never fully grasped. Yeah, I was like, just let him shoot him because it, it doesn't make Khan cold. It doesn't make him evil. It makes him, this is his only way out. It's his only way yeah, out.
1: He's a survivor. Yeah.
0: I love it. So, but again, another one of those iconic moments. Um, let's see if we can pull someone else into the conversation here. We can call him up. I got to see who. I mean, I got to find out who I got to call now. Who are you going to call? Somebody else.
1: You know the other thing about about these movies is every time I watch them, like I find some little moment that I forgot about, mm-hmm. or some character in the background that you know I've seen in the making of books and yeah. this or that, and I never really noticed before in the film, but now it's like, oh, there's that character.
0: Well, like the big buggy-eyed man that they sell the speeder to.
1: Yep. Yep.
0: Yeah. Oh, Garronden. It always confused me as a kid to see Greedo walking around again. And I'm like, it never dawned on me. There can be two of those things. there can be two of those yeah. guys that are walking around the, that species.
1: All right. Now we're to the Jabba the Hutt scene.
0: Yeah. And, you know, when this is one of those times, I, I was, I've was i never been like what you'd call a student of film. You know, I, I never really look for the, the holes or the flaws or anything. I just watch a movie to enjoy it. And when I was watching this the first time in the special edition, I was like, oh, so this is the same conversation he had with Greedo. And I know that Lucas cut it because he did, they couldn't get Jabba right, but to me, I'm like, Lucas cut it because it's the same conversation he had with Greedo.
1: Yeah, Jabba was just a big fat guy in like a furry vest.
0: <clears throat> right. And then in the comics, he was Monkey Jabba. Yes. I can't believe you didn't know about Monkey Jabba.
1: I didn't know about Monkey Jabba. Yeah.
0: But I got to be educated by John Jackson Miller. That's right. <clears throat> so. That's right. Great guy, John Jackson Miller. Yep. Fantastic.
1: Han my bookie.
0: Uh someone asked to explain about Monkey Jabba. Uh when this was as Eris was talking about this scene with Jabba the Hutt when it was originally filmed was just a fat man in a furry vest kind of thing. And Lucas's plan, I guess, was to do some compositing and put a different alien species over that person, uh, you know, via special effects. So in the comic book, there was a specific character drawn to be Jabba the Hutt, and he kind of has a bit of a primate look about him. And um, after, particularly after Return of the Jedi, when Slug Jabba comes along, fans for years and years referred to the Jabba the Hutt in the Star Wars comics, the original. Marvel, Star Wars comics, as Monkey Jabba. And, um, and so that kind of stuck. And so when John Jackson Miller wrote Kenobi, Kenobi actually ends up dealing with someone who fits the description of Monkey Jabba. Yeah. And, and, that's, and that is the story of Monkey Jabba. I never thought, the you know, it's interesting. Luke has to inform us that the Falcon is a hunk of junk because I would have never thought so, to be honest with you.
1: But that's why Luke has to say it,
0: right? That's what I'm saying. He informs us of that.
1: You know, we just look at it's like, oh wow, that's a cool looking ship. But by Luke saying it, he's now establishing that in the the in the Star Wars universe, the Millennium Falcon is a hunk of junk.
0: Right. All right. Let's see if we can. You know,
1: it's it it basically it's like, uh, you know, Han Solo's like the cool dude in the 70s who is driving a uh, who is driving a um oh what do
6: you... hello is this is this the evening shade podcast the evening shade po-
0: <laughs> <laughs> that's right hey, that's right john for the ages you got to be careful how you say that that's right it is an incredible sitcom
4: <laughs>
0: this is john
6: Lowe, everybody how's it going john Man, it's going great, man. Enjoying the podcast tonight, watching along the movie with my girls. It's
0: been awesome. We just missed one of my other favorite parts. that We were kind of talking about some stuff over here, So that's with the Chewy Get Us Out of Here. I always yes. love oh. Han Run Up Chewy Get Us Out of Here.
1: But what oh, I was no going to say was that Han is basically that dude in the '70s who's rolling around in an El Camino.
0: And I was, was going to say El Camino. Camino. Yeah, I was going to say El Camino.
1: <laughs> is the coolest thing in, in in the neighborhood, and everybody else just sees it as a hunk of junk.
0: Yeah, everyone else sees it as a big old pile of sitcom.
1: <laughs> yep.
6: <laughs> oh, talking about favorite scenes. Yes, sir. I I will always. The musical cue when Luke goes out after dinner and watches the Twin Suns. Yep.
1: We were just talking Something about that a minute that. ago.
6: Yeah. Oh, even at the end of Revenge of the Sith, when I saw it the first time in the movie theater, I started crying when they started playing that music when Obi-Wan hands off the beat because you know what's coming next. That's right. And I was seven years old when this came out. And wow. Just blew my world away.
0: It is. It is again. It's one of those iconic moments. It's one of those iconic scenes, and um, and it tells you everything you need to know about Luke Skywalker in that moment.
6: Oh, yes, yes. Such. I mean, his whole character arc, Luke's whole character arc through the whole three films, was just absolutely incredible. But I think he had to be that nerdy kid, that you know, the whiny teenager, in order to become the man he becomes in Return of the Jedi. And just there's I can't even pick out a favorite scene in this movie, to be honest, because the whole movie was just nothing. But, you know, it was just like so incredible to a seven year old kid Mm -hmm. and then my 30 something year old father sitting beside me acting like a seven year old kid. (laughs) He's been my buddy in Star Wars for 40 years. And it's just it's amazing to be able to go on a ride with your dad and have that, you know, close bond and share something so special. For so many years.
0: Yeah, that's uh, that's nice. That's awesome. Cause my dad doesn't like Star Wars like that. So <laughs> oh. yeah, <laughs> we, we we we
1: we we got to talk about this scene here real quick because it, this is it's such an amazing scene that you've got Darth Vader, and yet it's Tarkin who is the the big bad.
0: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
6: mm-hmm
0: yeah. You know, mm-hmm. in the room. Yeah. Yeah, he's he's the uh, he's the big sitcom around there, and uh, no
1: doubt. I mean, to the point where Leia presses back into Vader to get away from Tarkin.
0: Mm-hmm.
6: That is could that a, be how? Could that be the way he smells? Though I mean, I'm just saying. She did yeah, recognize. She did recognize this awful.
0: Stench. Yeah, she recognized this <laughs> foul stench when he was brought on board. That's true. Well, and,
1: then the, yeah. and then the other thing is is it's. Vader is her father and like neither of them knows it
6: yep oh takes child abuse to a whole new level it really does
0: yeah when you consider that he was torturing her to get the information um gosh there goes Alderaan
6: oh They brought it on themselves, let's be honest. Did they, though? I mean, mean, come on. Well,
1: yeah.
6: (laughs) Wow.
0: (laughs) John Eddie Lowe, ladies and gentlemen, you can send your emails to johneddylohe at (laughs) (laughs) geekoutonline.com
7: But Rogue One
6: makes this movie so much clearer and crisper in my mind. It really does. It really makes Tarkin an even stronger bad guy. And you just see how deep his 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 badness goes and it's it just it's it totally made this movie, if you ask me. I mean not that Star Wars mm-hmm. needed any help, but Rogue One really makes this film so much crisper. Yeah. And has so much more of a deeper storyline now.
0: Well, you just with with a character like Target, I think you, you the it, he's a little more complex when you see him here now because he yes. has he has basically finagled his way and blew up his competition to be in the position he's in right now.
6: Right. Exactly. And Plus we always wonder, you know, well, why was he kind of seemed to be over Vader? But and that's another to me it's another thing that Rogue One answered is like Vader has his stuff to do and Tarkin has his stuff to do and they're working together It wasn't that Tarkin was necessarily his boss. I know it used to bother a lot of people, but I thought that movie also clarified that. You know, he's the Death Star commander and Vader's the enforcer for the whole empire.
0: Do you think that through this whole movie, Vader's just thinking if I could just get back to Mustafar into my little bath, I'll be okay?
1: Get back with with my butler.
0: Yeah. (laughs) Put my right
1: side, Fred, back on.
0: That's right. Get back with, get back, get back to Mustafar with Snoke and just chill in the hot tub. Oh
6: yes,
1: yeah, Snoke.
6: <laughs> well, the scene coming up when they land on the Death Star, invaders outside the Falcon, and he says, "I feel a presence, a presence I haven't felt since. Ever since 2005, I've always said to myself, Mustafar."
0: Right. Exactly. Exactly.
6: <laughs> yeah, I hadn't thought of that. Yeah. I did always I like maybe that's what's running in his brain.
0: Yeah. I did always hope to see Obi-Wan and Vader kind of face off one more time. I I I don't expect it at this point and I don't think it has to happen. It was just one of those things in my mind that I always imagined that they would have a another confrontation after he was in the armor. And and right. and, and so that when Vader says you should not have come back it would be Exactly, like,
6: that's what I was going to say
0: it's, yeah. It's, yeah, But it all still works I mean, there's nothing about it that doesn't work But um, but especially when the prequels Were rolling around and we were seeing so much symmetry With the way lines were delivered and stuff I always mm-hmm. thought it would be cool to have Obi-Wan after Anakin was in the armor and everything can Meet Vader and not realize It's Anakin and, until he kind of Senses him in the force and he says Anakin And have Vader say, you know, that name no longer has Any meaning for me and, oh that would be beautiful and then, yeah, but you know what? I still love it the way it is. I never want to make it seem like I could have done it better because I could not have. I'm just it's one of those things i would have I would have loved to have had
1: didn't we get that with in the the rebels
0: season two finale with the oh my gosh, the apprentice lives oh, oh yeah, when she's yeah. when they're fighting, no, he didn't say that name no longer has any meaning, did he mm. but it was it was oh my gosh i've I've he, thought about yeah, this summer doing a rebels about rewatch the
6: character. I've thought about something this. about it's not the same or he's not around anymore right. or he's dead or something like that. So
0: Yeah, I've thought about doing a Rebels rewatch this summer and having some fun.
6: Um Yeah, just do the good episodes. Don't do the filler episodes. Oh, sorry.
0: Watch out now. Oh, sorry. All right. Hey. I just read the
1: uh the canon comic. hmm mm-hmm. I bought the two trades. Oh, it's so good. It's good
0: stuff, isn't it? Yeah.
1: It's so
0: good. It's going to be sad to watch him die. (laughs) It has to happen. Yeah. Because if he wasn't dead, Obi-Wan would be telling Luke, when you leave the Death Star, find these boys. They'll train you.
1: (laughs) Find Kanan and Ezra.
0: That's right. Find Kanan and Ezra. They'll train you.
1: You'll Uh, like Ezra. He's he's the same age as you are. You
0: guys will be buds. you can be besties you boys will be best friends i must go alone um yeah so anyhow well john i want to say again in front of everyone thank you so much for the posters that you picked up for me down at celebration and it was great spending time with you and your family this past weekend my friend
6: it sure was we had we had a wonderful time we're already trying to pick a date where we can come back up and uh Go do some of that shooting at the range like we talked about. I hear you. good southern fellowship at a buffet.
0: That's right. <laughs> <laughs> All right, brother. Well, tell everyone I said hello. Yes, sir. Have a good night, guys. Thanks, John. See ya. Take care. Oh, John Eddie Lowe. Too big to be a space station here. It's too That's big to be a space station. And there was the first bad feeling about this. Why did I have a very bad feeling about this when Luke says that? Yeah. No, it, and then... Han, does Hans say it in the trash compactor? Yes, he does. I've got a bad feeling about this, but Luke kind of introduces the line into Star Wars in a way in as a form. All right, we got to bring in um the host of Star Wars something. Um he is uh he is Daniel and in Indy. And so we're going to bring him in. He linked me to a article here. Per our previous conversation, did David Prowse ruin the Empire Strikes Back two years before the release? Um, the article was originally run on a site. The, the article I was talking about was run on a site called the Retroist, and there's the article. Um, so, I, I made a great point about a well-known piece of Star Wars lore. Prouse wasn't aware of Prowse probably wasn't aware of Vader's paternity shenanigans. When it came time to film Vader and Luke's battle on bestman, the script called for Vader to tell Luke, "Everyone, could So they're saying this may not be real. It's um, fake news, Steve. Must yeah. It's an alternative fact. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Who knows? Maybe Lucas was just talking to him and. And he, and he well, just kind of spilled Well, clearly the beans.
1: he didn't ruin it because I didn't know that Sure. Vader was well, it was a different. Empire Strikes Back.
0: It was a different time for Star Wars news, wasn't it, Erish? I mean, like, something but didn't come there out. There was no Star Wars right, news. Right. It wasn't like it's now Ray's lightsaber and everybody loses their mind. Daniel and Indy. What's up? How you doing, man? How you doing, man?
7: Hey. I haven't talked to you in a while. I know. It's good. I know it's, I'm getting an echo up, over Dish? there. How you doing, man? Oh wait, wait, wait! Am I screwing something up? Hang on. Yeah, we're getting,
1: an, we're getting echo.
7: an echo. How about now? I don't know. I haven't about
0: talked now. yet. Oh yeah, it's bad now. It's
7: bad. Oh okay. Yep. Well, call me right back. When I turn it off. Sorry, sir, that's what, on my end. What are you trying to do? Nothing. I have it. I had it set up for uh, recording. The, the way when I do my show, mm-hmm. I have it set up a certain way.
0: Oh okay. And, uh,
7: apparently that screws up with the way that you have your set up.
0: Oh. Well, look at us. Hold on. Wait a second. I'm not echoing anymore.
1: No, I think we lost the echo.
7: Okay.
0: Yep. Yeah, we're good to go. That's good. fantastic. All right, the way the way Vader
1: just walks away. Yes. After I've not felt this presence since. Yes. It's just so weird. Like he needs, like Prowse needed to take a, another second or two pause there and then walk away.
0: Do you think that's in the editing?
1: No, that's no. in that's in the actor. That's David Prowse. It's also in the director. It's Lucas should have told him like look say your line then take, take a, a beat. beat or two yeah. think about it and then walk away.
0: Yeah, but Lucas wanted things to move so quickly. And you know, and just talking about this movie as you know because we're missing a lot as we talk about it, I'm realizing how fast this movie is going.
1: Like a lot of times, going very fast.
0: A lot of times, I watch this and I'm like, "Wow, this movie's still kind of slow." But then as we're talking, I'm like, "This needs to slow down." Tatooine picks up. Do what? Do what's that?
7: Once it once they leave Tatooine, it picks up a lot.
0: Well, but even on Tatooine, there's just it's just boom, boom, boom. Like you're meeting people, and then boom, they're they're on their way to meet Kenobi, and then boom, they're on the way to Mos Eisley. Then, you know, all this stuff kind of happens, and there's.
7: you were talking about the Java Hut scene. I'm actually watching on my phone. The the only one I could bring up, uh, I put my phone on and is I have the the de specialized version. Oh, okay. So without the Java scene, it moves even faster. Right. Yeah. Right. Because it skips right past all that.
0: Yeah, it skips right to the what a hunk of junk scene and everything. And yeah. the and the storm yeah, I mean that's how I grew up watching it, you know. So um the sideburns, man, Agent Callis would be proud of some of these sideburns. Yes, Guys. he would.
7: Those are amazing.
1: <sighs> I wonder if the the sideburns in this
7: inspired the callus sideburns.
1: Of course. Of
0: course they did. They knew what they were doing. The,
1: the
7: I m- want to know if the stormtroopers have sideburns underneath those helmets. I don't think they could. I would imagine, you know. I want one stormtrooper with just a mutton chop just hanging out the bottom <laughs> of the, the side of the helmet.
1: That's I the, mean, look at have. the mop tops on Han and Luke. If they can have hair like that, then. You know, certainly the stormtroopers can have some facial yeah, but, hair. But
0: you know, in a lot of the figures, and even in the rebels, when they take those helmets off, they they have that kind of under armor wetsuit covering thing, the that goes underneath the that goes over their head, and then the helmet goes on that. I mean, know, like
7: they, a cap, like a almost like a cow.
0: Yeah, yeah, like a like a cap of some sort. But it, it looks like it, it looks like too, it's which. part of the bodysuit that goes under the armor. Anyone from the 501st here that can tell us about that? I don't know. Anyone? Anyone Anyone? in the chat? No, no one in the chat. No one in the chat lettings know. Everyone's gotten sucked in the movie the way we have. So Ben knows he's going to die here.
1: Basically. Yep.
0: Or do you think he thinks he may be able to escape this thing?
1: I think, well, I don't think he's... He's not going off to die right but i think that he really i mean look he's got to realize that Va- i mean vader felt him and so he's got to know that that vader <laughs> is on the ship so I, wait, on, on the ship on the death star
7: Daniels, um, think- I, so he's planning on i think he's planning on meeting them back at the ship it's not until the fight until he sees that if they wait for him hmm. they're gonna not get out of there yeah. that's when he, yeah I think He doesn't make that decision to sacrifice himself until sure. that final second. I think, you know, he's planning on losing.
1: he's been talking to Qui-Gon for years. Yeah. And, and he knows that he will become more powerful afterwards. Like he, That's the advantage that he has against Vader this time around.
7: And he won't be trapped in a cave like Qui-Gon in that night from Last Crusade, so... So apparently
0: they're wearing food on their head because Daniel Atterbury says he wears one of those under his Mandalorian helmet. It's a type of baklava. I think he meant balaclava. I don't know. Uh, Shaz says that
1: they're not not wearing a pastry on their head. Right.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Balaclava? Balaclava. Sorry, Admiral. Asked, do you know where the term sideburns comes from? Anybody? Nope.
1: It was um. Wasn't it an old admiral or general?
0: The admiral says it's a Civil War general, Burnside. That's crazy. So it's a balaclava, I believe, is what it's called. It's a, I guess it's headgear that, it's almost like Under Armour for your head. It's what I is the best thing I can do. It laugh it up, fuzzballs i I like yeah. to put. I like to put a baklava on my head and then put a helmet on. Really, uh.
1: Yes, I. 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 I like to have a, a a sticky honey, nut pastry <laughs> on top of my head before I put a helmet on. <laughs>
0: <laughs> and you know, sometimes I'll actually eat the baklava, but the other day now I just I got, want baklava. I just got really freaked out because Darth Vader was filling Obi Wan and Obi Wan was filling Darth Vader back.
1: I mean what what once again, Chewbacca and like the the mouth effects and everything that they were able to achieve on this.
0: Yes. And I just love the I love the little bit of humor sitting here where he mouse yells bird. at the mouse droid. Yeah. Yeah. We're about to see that Death Star droid walk by here, guys.
1: Yep, there he is in the back.
0: As they're standing in the elevators. You're a little bit ahead of me, but yeah, there he is behind him. Just uh, and this is kind of weird. I mean, they just kind of come into this whole. Once again, by the way, the empire with their their architecture, like, let's just and this is the one guardrail they have in the entire empire, outside mm-hmm. of these outside of these elevators or turbo lifts, and um, so that's why there's so much traffic there because they're like, guys, this is the only safe place to walk. It's the only place we got a guardrail.
1: There's a lot of people walking around too. Yeah. Don't they have places that they should be working? Well, maybe that's
0: where they're headed, Ayers. Maybe it's a shift change.
7: This is like the food court area. (laughs) If you turn that camera around, there's like a P.F. Changs. Oh, yeah? (laughs) Yeah, there's a... A a (laughs)
0: They're going to get some Penny
7: Arrabbiata. There's a subway, but it's not a subway yet. It it was a Blimpies, and it's not out of business. The trays are all wet. There's no dry trays in the cafeteria. (laughs) (laughs) in the Death
0: Star Canteen. There's a Sabaros over there. Chick-fil-A has tried to move in there, but the Empire's just not down with that closed-on-Sunday stuff.
1: <laughs> that one creepy, Jim. That does drive me crazy right next that they to close on Sundays.
0: Well, I respect it. But there are, yeah, many, I, there are many a Sunday night after church where I'm headed. I'm like, Chick-fil-A would be good. Oh, never mind. Yep. Oh, this is, again, just one of those...
1: Do you think that do you think the guys in the black suits with the, the goofy helmets on, do you think that they really secretly wish they were stormtroopers?
0: No, I always assumed they were a little bit higher up than stormtroopers. They're Death Squad commanders, man. Right?
1: I don't know. I'd rather have the cool
7: armor.
0: Well, it would seem like that armor would be safer, but I don't think anyone's ever really safe in the Star Wars universe from a blaster bolt
7: unless you're Rex. There's a full like 5 seconds that they're shooting people before those other two black guards start firing back. Right. <laughs> well, they took them by surprise.
1: Yeah, they're ter- they're, they're uh, their own guys. What is the
0: deal with the weird shaped camera things that they're using there that you know, the like they're they look like someone just stuck a blob up on the wall.
7: Yeah, they look like a silly putty or goo or something. Yeah.
0: Always want. Oh, this is so good. Weapons malfunction.
7: Everything's fine.
0: Where I will find? How are you? How are you? <laughs> I love it, and I love his reaction to saying that. Like he just winces at what he just did. I absolutely love it. Oh man. Luke, we're gonna have company. Oh, it's one of my favorite lines in all of Star Wars. Boring conversation, anyway. Oh, so good. I love it now, so much. I will much. say this: if this scene was in The Force Awakens, mm-hmm.
1: like Luke would have opened like one of the cells, and some weird alien would have come out of it. They would have had to fight it for like two seconds, and then they would have moved on and finally found. Oh him.
0: yeah. Huh. Now, um, Daniel, you got a favorite scene out of this movie?
7: Oh, I don't know. Fantastic. I got. I I would have to say it's. You, you know, I saw Return of the Jedi first. So a new hope. Every time I think of a favorite scene, I go to Return of the Jedi. But we're talking uh, about a new hope right now. Oh, I know. We're talking a new hope. <laughs> um,
1: so you saw Return of the Jedi first. You saw it in the theater when
7: it yeah. came out. Yeah, I'm only 33, so I I saw. Uh, I didn't even see that in the theater. We had an edited version from NBC. I remember the, the trash compactor scene, barely, from this for years until the uh, THX editions came out. And then I finally got to see it, see it all together. But um, I don't know. To me, I, well, I'll, I'll tell you what my favorite scene is. It's actually when Obi-Wan's talking to Luke mm. inside at his house, telling him about the, the Clone Wars and everything. That's probably my favorite scene in in, yeah. in the whole movie. Yeah. Um, just because of all the information you had when you were playing with toys and everything, that's what you went off of when you thought of the Clone Wars. Mm-hmm. That scene and what was ever written on the back of, you know, from comics or on the back of uh, the toy boxes. Mm-hmm.
0: Right. The old Clone Wars, that's another one like the Spice Minds of Kessel. It's just like it's just dropped we in there. He wasted so many
1: hours upon hours upon hours imagining what the Clone Wars were.
7: Oh, I thought they were going to be all green <clears throat> Jedi killing each other. Yep.
1: See, I thought they were all going to be dudes who looked like Boba Fett.
0: Yep. Me too. Both of those, by the way, I was I was down with.
1: Never, never, never even <clears throat> came close to imagining that it would actually be what the Clone Wars were. Yeah. You know, but also as a seven-year-old, like who even knows what the, what a clone is? I had no idea what a clone was.
0: Um, <coughs> excuse me, sorry about that again, this is one of those just iconic scenes I don't, I can't I love this movie so much, guys I'm just telling you, I'm so happy just sitting here watching this movie and talking about stuff this is like this is the best night ever <laughs>
1: <laughs> I love I love the way Han's just yelling at Chewie and then he just kicks him down into yeah. the trash compactor for the longest and time now you got now you got Han and Luke like oh, you know let's talk let, let's talk about the girl yeah, real quick while we're fighting these guys off let's
0: let's, let's, a let's give uh, let's give lethal weapon something to rip off later on when they do a buddy cop movie while we're in the heat of the battle we'll talk about our feelings um when he took hold of chewie a big furry oaf as a kid, I never knew what he was saying, and I thought he was saying you big foley hole, and I'm like, what's a foley hole?" <laughs>
1: Steve, what's a folly hole? I don't know. Yeah.
5: Oh,
0: I thought it was one of those Star Wars terms that I didn't understand. <laughs> so, you know, look, sitcom, I was <laughs> I was a kid for crying out loud. So All right. Well Daniel, it's good to have you on, man. How's Star Wars something going? It's there. Okay, great. <laughs> <It's>
7: floating along. <laughs>
0: Did, did your co-host ever jump out why have I not seen a new episode show up lately
7: oh you gotta search for it again uh we had some issues I had to uh I had to take possession of some stuff
0: oh no did you have
7: a falling <laughs> out with your co-host well I I, I just uh, you
0: know let's not bring Star Wars night down <laughs> let's let's
7: not bring Star Wars night down the Dinoga all right man Well, have a good night brother have good night keep this in mind this movie cost 11 million dollars. That is how much it would cost now today for me to get my moobs taken off. So I'll leave you with that thought.
0: Thank you so much for that, my friend. <laughs> 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 we'll see you. Talk to you later. Bye. Is mo- is a moobectomy really $11 million?
1: What? What are you talking about? He
0: said it, it cost him $11 million to get his moobs, man boobs, removed. Oh. So, I have to look into that.
1: How, how, how did boobs come up. He said
0: this movie cost 11 million dollars to make.
1: I know what he said. All right.
0: And the, and he was he was being funny. He was doing like a a joke. Okay. Yeah. So all right, we're going to try to bring the admiral in.
1: Burnside?
0: Yeah, Admiral Admiral Pettit. Not to be confused with Admiral Pitt.
4: Hello. Admiral Yes.
0: What's happening?
4: I'm watching Star Wars.
0: That's what I'm talking about. Yes. <laughs> Admiral, you know Arish. Erish, this is the Admiral.
4: Hello, Hello, Admiral. How are you? Good, how are you? I'm doing good.
0: Faithful member of the zoo crew. Proud supporter of the Golaverse. Reps the reps okay. the geek out loud at all the Marvel movies you're used to. Hmm? You did.
4: I did what?
0: You used to rep the gold verse of the Marvel movies.
4: Okay, yes, that's all right. I do wear the I do wear the gold t-shirt when I go to the Marvel movies.
0: Exactly. See, we got you down. Now we've got all the now we got all the deets out. Admiral, is this your first time watching Star Wars?
4: Yes, yes, it is. I've never seen it before in my life.
0: <laughs> Feel like you're lying.
1: <laughs> what was the first time you saw it?
4: I don't remember. Okay, I'm going to make you feel old right now. I was born in 82, so it wasn't in theaters when I was born.
0: Sounds about right. I only
4: saw it on on TV, and I don't ever remember not having it there. The first time I got to see it in theaters, though, was when they re-released it. I think it was back in 97.
0: Yeah. Well, that was the first time that I got to see this original one. I mean, of course, it was the special edition. It was the first time I got to... um, to see the, but
4: uh, the I do one. remember having having the Darth Vader VHS copies, and I'm sure we had bootleg copies before we had the you know official nice ones. Yes. But no, the um, scene in theater, my um, my brother is my older brother who, who led me into tons of geek things. He, he dragged me down to the first row in the movie there and had to sit down right in the middle. And I'm looking, I'm like, you are crazy! I'm going to get a crank in my neck. What what is wrong with you? He said, trust me on this. And I'm like fine okay so we sit there and then you, you have the opening crawl i'm like i still don't get what happened but that opening scene where the two ships fly overhead mm-hmm. when you're sitting in the first row in the theater and the <laughs> the speakers hit your chest i swear Steve, i thought i was in a galaxy far far away for a second it was like <laughs> i was watching i could feel the spacecraft coming over me and i'm like there. And I'm seeing him. And then, actually, it's over to at my brother. I'm like, you were right. Tell your sister you were right. You know? <laughs>
0: <laughs> so you
4: But no, I tell that that actually my geekdom goes down to my parents actually went on a date. Like they saw the Star Wars as a date movie. Wow. And I always tell people this is my sense of humor, you could tell when Darth Vader makes his grand interest, you know, the cape billowing, mm-hmm. the music swelling, the smoke coming out. He leans over my mom and whispers. That's the bad guy.
0: Nice. <laughs> <laughs> Man, mansplaining Star Wars to your mom, as That's they right.
4: say. And my mom's just looking at me like, you were lucky you were cute.
0: No. <laughs> <laughs> so I've got to go back to this front row thing. Are you telling us all that Star Wars is best experienced on the front row of the movie theater?
4: I'm telling you, Star Wars The New Hope, at least that opening segment of the ships coming overhead. If you watch it in the front theater, the front row in the middle seat, the speakers will hit you, and and because you're looking up, it just seems like it. You don't even see the edge of the screen, so it's like you're there, and this it, it's because you're kind of looking up, so it is just right. Like spacecraft is like coming over you, and because the speakers are hitting you, and like you feel it, like it.
0: So, did you then get up and move to another portion of the theater after that, or did you stay the front of the whole movie?
4: No, we stayed in the front of the whole movie. I'm not missing a second of Star Wars on the big screen. That's
0: what I'm talking about.
4: <laughs> That's what I'm
0: talking about. I hear you. Oh, Admiral, it's good to talk. We haven't done a call-in show in so long. It's good to talk to you.
4: Yeah, it's good to talk to
0: you, too. So, I've got to get Skype worked out so we can actually do a call-in show again at some point. Because yeah, the-
4: I don't have Skype.
0: <laughs> yeah, but I'm just well. Even if you, but see, even calling in, I, if I'd have answered your call, what would have happened is, is it would not have. I would not have been able to hear you. It's the weirdest oh, okay. thing. Yeah, Skype's being dumb. Skype's being dumb.
4: I, no Skype heard your with the ag episode. Yeah, and how you keep on trashing it, and this is Skype's revenge. I don't
0: trash Skype. Brian does.
4: Well, you you didn't censor it out.
0: I don't edit. Derek does.
4: (laughs) So it's Derek's fault. It's Derek.
0: Exactly. Exactly. So. Oh, man. Well, Admiral, it's good to talk to you. Thanks for calling us tonight.
4: No problem. Good to be heard. Yes.
0: (laughs) We'll talk to you later, my friend. Okay. See ya. Bye. That's the Admiral. Trash compactor scene just flew by. One thing's for sure. Yep. One thing's for sure. We're all going to be a lot thinner. <laughs> um, those kind of lines in this movie just kind of set the tone for even in the midst of like the danger. Like, well, like the conversation he and Luke had. You know, one thing's for sure, uh, or he's like, I don't know, wonderful girl. Either I like her, I'm going to kill her. You know, those kind of things. Just this this movie was full of those little one liners. Especially once Han comes on the scene, and it's just like, yep. What is he thinking? They're gonna die. Why is he? Why does he care about being thinner? And then this line from Leia: "You came in that. You're braver than I thought." (laughs) So good. Just smart elikiness. That's just. I mean, look. This a generation raised on Star Wars is a generation raised in sarcasm. And I'm okay with that. Oh no! This...
1: And Han and Chewie chasing the yes. stormtroopers down the corridor. This is
0: one of my. This is another one of my favorite moments in this movie is when they're chasing him and he's yelling. Yep. <laughs> and he turns the corner. <laughs>
1: and it's actually one of my favorite, like in the special edition, where he turns the corner and now there's like a hundred of them yes. in the room.
0: Yes. Yeah, I love that he just kind of turned around and they had turned around to get the drop on him because it's almost like in the in the original. Without the special edition, where it's just that little squad he was chasing, I always got the sense of like, it's like they got down there, turned the corner, it's like, why are we running? There's just two of them. And then they turned around, and Han's like, why were they running? There's just two of them. (laughs) Yeah. And his reaction, just the look on his face. Here we go with the Empire
1: and their non OSHA performing standards. Yeah. Your retractable bridge no no warning device to, you know, the bridge is retracted.
0: Mm-hmm. It's just you, you you, turn the corner and if you're in a hurry, you almost fall over like Luke and Leia did. Oh, man.
1: And, I mean, the lawsuits, that they must have had like a massive legal team to handle all the, the lawsuits from workplace incidents mm-hmm. that they're probably yep. facing.
0: Well, they're the Empire. They are the law so they don't care if you fall down the big hole or not. So, this movie has everything that an action movie should have. It has the high-speed chases, it has shootouts, it has sword play, and it has swinging across a great chasm with with a beautiful girl on your arm. Yep. Oh. And bad guys that can't hit anything. That's right. That's right. You know, the Stormtroopers get a bad rap for that, but it's like, it's just a, those are those moments where I'm like, it's just a movie, and we've got to let it be just that. We've got to let it be just that fun, action adventure. That's one thing I meant to say when we came on tonight. is just, could everyone just go back to being seven or eight years old and watching this thing, and let's just enjoy it tonight? And I think we've done. Oh, that. I,
1: I almost always do. I mean, yeah. yeah, there's little things here or there, but you know, I, I, I don't want to turn this into a bashing the prequel trilogy, sure. but. I find I get far more critical of the prequel trilogy than I do of the original trilogy Mm -hmm. like things that I'm seven years old when I watch the original trilogy and it doesn't bother me and the prequel trilogy that stuff bothers me Mm -hmm. and I don't know why maybe it's because I saw it when I was an adult Um, maybe because in my mind the prequel trilogy is not as good as the original trilogy I don't know
0: I think it's I think it's just oh, being a different age.
1: Yeah, just just Vader Obi-Wan is is so cool. Yeah.
0: And it's not even the uh, you know, after we've seen all that we've seen from the prequel trilogy of different fights and everything, you know, the most fancy you get there's that spin move from Ben. <laughs> yeah. But um it's it's what's going on here. It it's the you know, you wonder if they're toying with each other. You wonder if it, it really is that he's an old man and Vader's mostly mechanical, especially after what we saw Vader do a bunch against a bunch of non-force people in Rogue One. But, you know, they're just, there's also the smack talk between the two of them.
1: It's the smack talk that's great, but it's also a little bit of what we saw in the Rebels episode with Obi-Wan and Maul. Yes. Yeah. Where, you know, the. They're so skilled at this point that the fight is going on more in their head mm-hmm. than it is physically. Right. You know, like, you, you see Ben kind of step back and, like, pause, and he's not attacking. Like, he's seeing forward. He's seeing the moves coming. Right. You know, it's that chess match sort of thing that, you know, a, a Obi-Wan and his youth would be far more active Yeah. Like running around and flipping yep. and all that and now it's like he's the fight is happening in his head more so than it is physically.
0: Yeah. The um
1: it's still like this is still an exciting fight.
0: It really is, and I'm glad you said that because I, the one thing I did see post rogue one that I've never really addressed on this show was people talking about well how is Vader doing all that, you know, with those soldiers and everything and then when he and Obi-Wan do you know, he can't just Sarah through Obi-Wan, and I'm glad you explained it and talked about the way it did that Obi-Wan sees the moves that are happening. That when you're dueling as Jedi, there's more going on than just a sword fight. Yep. Here we go. Just the surrender to it all. And Vader takes it like this. Vader is so far gone. There's no discussion about it. There's no, what are you doing? It's like, all right, I'm just going to kill you now.
1: Well, and also anakin hasn't anakin slash vader hasn't seen this happen before
0: right exactly
1: you know he hasn't seen a jedi die and just disappear
0: i love the shot of the door closing this is just from a strictly you know how it looks thing the door closing as vader turns that way and you see the stormtroopers kind of running in behind him there as the door is closing and it's like you realize if they don't get away now they're not going to get away
1: I got to mention it because, and we've talked about this before. I love the run, Luke, run. Run, Luke, run. Like, still to this day, I made this on my way home tonight. I'm on the train platform, and like, people running past me to get onto their train. And like, everyone that ran past me, I just under my breath, Run, Luke, run. Yes. (laughs) Yeah. It's like, I just. I'm 47 years old. and I still say stupid stuff like that. Oh, I
0: do too, man. Whenever anyone says, "Hey, lock the doors," I always go and hope they don't have blasters.
3: And hope <laughs> they don't have blasters.
0: What's up, Shaz Bazaar?
3: I'm 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 awake. DJ Shazzy Shaz, it's not his So Shaz,
0: when was the last time you slept?
3: Um, about about two hours ago. Oh, good. Uh, <laughs> I, I got about you a not two-hour sleeping, nap. Shaz. I'm, I'm editing a lot of music but, uh, c- countdowns from Casey gotcha. Kasem. or oh, I'm sorry, Spacey Asim. I'm Spacey, Spacey
1: Asim. Asim. <laughs> <laughs> I just heard you did a Smokey and the Bandit episode. I got to listen to
3: that. Oh, man, what an awesome, awesome flick. I and then love y'all that were talking movie. about it last Saturday. That was fantastic.
0: Well, and now we're talking about some Star Wars.
3: Yeah, we're on Star Wars. We're on Star Wars. Look, heres they're only going to send out four ties after him. They let him get away. That's the only ex- explanation for the ease of our escape. Easy? Oh, but th- you call this yeah. easy? <laughs> <laughs> they're tracking us.
0: Not this Wait, ship. We're not there yet. Not this ship, Shazder.
3: <laughs> I love the graphics on these, these, these cannons, man. They look like this old is... school video games. Yes, exactly. It's like playing Space Commander or something now i was young Man. enough to
0: actually learn certain vocabulary words from um star wars hear me baby hold together um such oh. as when when luke hits this first tie fighter and he says i got him i got him and Han says great kid don't get cocky uh-huh. i'd never heard that word before and i looked at my sister i'm like what's cocky she's like it just means like he's big-headed i'm like yeah uh, but his head's the normal size She's like
1: That's also one of the best Family Guy lines mm. in, in the Family Guy Star Wars one where
3: he's like, Oh, he looked penis Yeah.
0: Oh. <laughs> uh.
3: you, you know, whenever I was I first saw this, I never understood where the cannons were because I didn't get the the change of of gravity. I, yeah, it's
1: it's disorienting.
3: Yeah, it's and still
1: you, still even watching it now, it's like okay. You know, it's like we know from the toy that one is on the top and one is on the bottom, mm-hmm. but right. The way this is shot, you know, it, it it it's like they're on the one is on the right side and one is on the left side,
3: right? Because of the way the tie, the, it's the the edits where the tie's flying around the ship, and then where you see it next, it looks like it's on the ed, on the right and left of the ship.
0: And I also like the fact that like it almost appears like the Millennium Falcon is just stalled out in space and not moving. Yes, because yeah. yes. these things are swarming. Well, then, they're swarming around it like a bunch of flies.
3: But doesn't she say they've lost their lateral controls? They
0: did lose their lateral controls.
3: I thought she said so we've
0: lost the... But he said, don't worry, baby, she'll hold together. And then the next thing you see is they blow Everybody up, they're flying away. Yeah.
3: <laughs> so, all oh, the old flying gloves. <laughs> <laughs> Man, this see, now, he, he looks scared at this point. Tarkin dust. I
0: think I think he's just intense. He's taking an awful risk.
3: That's yeah, right. right. But the emperor's going to come down hard on him, you know. Well, I think
0: <laughs> I I think he's just he's intense about it, and I think he's trying to be threatening to Vader. Like this was your idea, so be ready, because yeah. And it all comes down to tracking them to the rebel base, of course. <laughs> but because it doesn't take well, Tarkin means, it doesn't thanks. take Tarkin long to get to get too cocky again. You know This will oh, be a yeah. day long remembered. Or no, Vader says this will be a day long remembered. We've seen the end of Kenobi, we'll soon see the end of Rebellion. And then by the time they get there, Tarkin's like, evacuate. And our moments of triumph.
4: <laughs> he turned Scottish.
0: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he turned into Scrooge McDuck. <laughs> you shoot, and I'm going to go swim in the coins.
3: Ah, uh, the great romance begins. Mm. And ends.
0: I just love the way I love this. I love this whole little exchange. This
3: is, oh, this is perfect because Luke Luke's the little you know kid. Yeah. Trying not to kid. And <laughs> <Good>. like,
0: <laughs> and it's like Han, though he may though he may have a little bit of attraction to her, he's not even thinking about playing on it until Luke starts huh. saying something. He's like, "Well, I'm just going to give the kid a hard time now."
3: Yeah, he's just him on now. I don't know, what do you think? You think a princess <laughs> and a guy like me? No. 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 She's mine. He says She's no my sister. He says
0: no. He says no quicker to that than Brian Austin Green does to doing Bear Nami. <laughs> I gotta tell you I still I, I guess I can kinda tell looking at that out exterior shot, but it never dawned on me until Rogue One at these temples around.
3: Uh, Rogue One, right here, that exterior shot, you can see it, the one that I'm looking at. Right. But I never saw it before Rogue One.
0: Me either, that's what I'm saying.
3: Yeah. Uh, Who called in earlier and said uh, Rogue One clarified this? It's like like when you get old and you suddenly need reading glasses. Yeah. You you know that feeling. No. I do. (laughs) I've always worn glasses. (laughs) But, you know, all of a sudden, there are things you didn't see before.
0: Yes, right.
3: Well, I remember
0: when um, it wasn't until the DVD release that I put the DVD that you're watching right now, Erich, in. And at the beginning, when the Blockade Runner comes across the screen, I'm like, "That thing's got red on it." Like, I, oh, really? It, yeah, I, it never stood out I, it, that with clarity on a VHS copy at all.
3: No, I missed part of this because here's I your was... boy Steve.
0: Dodonna. <laughs> Jan Dodona. And there's fake wedge. So, Erish, let me wedge. let me just ask you this because this will be released this coming you know in a couple of days. Um, Del and I hate to talk work, but Del Rey is doing a 40th anniversary book uh, from another is it a certain point of
1: view? Uh, a certain point of view. Yes. Do, do y'all have an oh, that idea of when that'll be released? Story, Forty stories by. Uh, it might be 42 authors because there's there's some pairs that okay. are writing a story
3: but when's the release date today um no the book comes out
1: in uh in october i think okay. early october
3: fantastic
1: and,
0: and there's a and yeah. the proceeds are going to charity yes it's good to give salute
1: yep i just um yeah the author i believe the authors all donated their time uh Penguin Random House is making a donation. Lucasfilm is making a donation. So I've uh, I've started reading some of the stories mm-hmm. and uh, they're just they're a lot of fun.
0: What can
3: you tell like, us? I, I,
1: I can't I can't tell you anything about it, them is it, is it
3: At all like the uh, Tales from the Cantina, Tales from Jabba's Palace kind of thing? Um no, the
1: idea is that it retells a new hope.
3: Oh just from a different from, point of view. From a yes. certain point of view. Okay. That's well, there what, were a couple of those that did that in the cantina. They they yeah. talked about like uh, I think it was that guy with the things coming out of his cheeks. He talked about you know when Obi Wan came in hmm. and how he felt about you know that all that Force. Man, so, I haven't read that thing since like nineteen ninety seven. Right, it, it, <laughs> it, it, some
1: some of them may have a little bit of that kind of flavor to it.
3: And yeah,
1: I mean the idea is if you read from beginning to end, you'll you'll hit all the the main beats, the beats. of the movie. Oh, really? In but, order, yeah. But oh, you cool. can also read them out of order, and you're just going to get a great story.
0: Nice, yeah. So look. And for the-
1: I really wish I could. Uh, I can't say anything. No, right. I didn't. But, and, and and honestly, the whole time we've been watching
3: the movie, I've been biting my tongue. Nice. I'm sure. Because <laughs> um, <laughs> you're seeing <laughs> these people go by.
1: Well, in particular, there's one that I read on my way home today that just absolutely oh. blew me away. Amazing, and a
3: lot of people are going to be talking about nice. it. Nice.
1: Well, when it comes out, so I,
0: I wanted to I wanted to give you a chance to plug that while we were on, um, as it is the 40th birthday. So look for that in October, everybody. And actually, there were some more
1: announcements today. Some more oh, the really? authors were announced today. If uh, if you just if you go on Twitter and just uh, search hashtag Project Blue Milk. Yeah. That's been like our little hashtag that we've been using for it. You'll see. Um, I know Pierce Brown, off the top of my head, was announced today. Uh, Pablo Hidalgo was announced today, um, and I mean, we're not making like official announcement. They've just on their own on their twitters. They've been, hey, we're involved in this. So um, that's cool. Some other people. It's it's going to be it's going to be a lot of fun. A lot of fun.
0: Now. In the in the whole briefing scene where the greatest general in the rebellion, Zandano, was giving... <laughs> you mean Raddus? Well, he's an admiral. Wasn't he an admiral? No, I guess he was a general, wasn't he? When, um, when he's given that... R2 kind of turns and looks back. I always imagined as a kid, that little black droid with the white stripes on the dome, the black and white stripes on the dome. He and R2 kind of have an exchange. And I always imagine R2 saying, I brought this. <laughs> He got that from me. Like, I always imagine R2 kind of bragging to the droid buddy there. I could, You know what? R2 would be the kind of droid that would brag about that. Exactly. He's a
1: feisty little guy. He'd yep. want his
3: he'd want his props for bringing that. Mm-hmm. All he ever does is beeps and squeals, man. Beeps and squeals. You can't understand anything that guy's saying. You know, I'm glad that they have that they added Biggs back to this movie. Yeah, because we missed so much. I, you know, that's one thing that that I I, I was hoping Rebels would do, would be put in the original Luke entrance in animated form. Mm. Luke and Biggs at Tashi Station. Yep. You mm. know, just just happened to be there because Biggs is going to join the Rebels. Right. You know, he's bound to show up in season four. Maybe, Somewhere.
0: maybe. You never know. Now I'll tell you oh, this. I'll tell you this though. Um, there is a scene from that big stuff that's still deleted. It's where um, Red Leader comes up to him and's talking to him, and he basically yeah. tells Luke, "I flew with your father. I knew your father." That's right. And um, yeah, so that's I... r-
3: wait a second. How do we know that? We've never seen that. Yeah, we've seen it. It's oh, just a deleted oh, but scene. it's still not in the movie. It's I not in the movie. Yeah. Like, they, they add in the, you'll do
0: all right, but they don't add yeah, in the... Yeah, was
3: that on the Blu-ray?
0: Yeah, I think it's on, the it's on the all Blu-ray the yeah, It came out a few years ago. It's in all those deleted scenes, yeah. The one yeah. that had Granny A-Wing in That's it. right, that's right.
3: And the green, the assembly of the lightsaber, mm-hmm. yeah. Now, I gotta
0: tell you guys something, and I'm just gonna say this, and this may be a controversial take. I might be giving a hot take here. Uh-oh. Hot takes from Steve. Hot take from Steve. A lot of people, everything we complain about with the special edition... They got the space battle. The, the adjustments they made to the, to the Battle of Yavin were spot on.
1: They're all awesome. Oh, yeah. I mean, just right here with the, the fleet flying out there, mm-hmm. oh, there's my boy, Porkins. <laughs> <laughs> uh, just the fleet flying out there. you know the way they increased it and like there's so many more of them now was great.: It's
3: all right. I'm all right. All right. This is the way it should have been, always.
1: It took them longer to get Porkins into the cockpit than <laughs> he spent fighting
0: he doesn't get jerked around as much as the rest of them. hes he's, he's packed in there pretty good
3: uh, he's got he's stopped by McDonald's on the way out there he didn't grease me up I'm going in
0: <laughs> there's a shot of Luke in the cockpit when they're coming into the death Star where the stars behind him are not moving away they're like moving to the side almost like he's skidding into position in the in the X wing there.
3: Yeah, um, B- uh, uh, Wedge had the same thing going. Yep.
0: on. Well, they've bounced. I guess they make... it's
3: when they're turning towards the uh, Death Star. That's what yeah. this is. They're kind of skidding. Yep. It. Yeah, it may... The music to this stuff too is just absolutely fantastic. Sure. You get so pumped up in this whole fight. The geography
0: of the Death Star really tripped me out as a kid. It's hard to wrap your head around just the fact that this is just a huge thing, and and that. Even these explosions that they're calling them really aren't doing any damage to this no. to this monstrosity.
3: You know, you can knock out a, a cannon and that's about it. Right. Maybe a few few people on the inside are saying, Hey, why is this wall hot?
0: A lot of our two droids in this movie in the background they're just so cool to look at. There was a red one there with a clear dome. The,
1: the the blue one with the clear dome that's rolled through a couple times. Yeah, he, rolled,
0: yeah. he rolls through most prominently when Obi-Wan's in the halls. Yeah. Um, But there was just one in the background there, but it was a red one with the clear dome.
1: Hold on. Moment of silence. Here we go. <laughs>
6: My boy, Porkins. I can do it. I'm all right. I'm all right.
0: He, like, chokes on his Danish when he blows up.
3: I think there was a song about that. Eat me,
0: I'm a Danish. Eat me... A- I'm a Danish. I'm a Danish. <laughs> oh, gosh. Oh, eat me, I'm a Danish. <laughs> that was from
3: 1985. This is 1977. That's Let's right. Be back on target. Aftershocks. Hey, Chaz,
0: when we were talking about close encounters, were you yelling at us that it was 77? Yes. Okay. I thought you might be.
3: Yes. It, well, it was it was later 77, but still, yeah, it's 77. Yeah.
0: Now, Red Leader, he's Southern, right? I mean, he's a, he's from the Southern yeah. part of the galaxy. How can
3: you miss the part of the galaxy? Yeah. <laughs> he's from he's from South Yavin. Luke, take Red
0: Five and Red Seven and stay up here until I stop you around. <laughs> then we're going to go get some breakfast and
3: I'm going to introduce you to Grits, boy. I'm going to take you to the Waffle House. That's right. I, he just got done watching NASCAR, is what he got done. doing. He
0: said Waffle House and Porkins rose from the dead and said, I'm in. <laughs> <laughs> Porkins is already
1: bellied up to a Waffle House in heaven. That's right. The, the He's great... got a plate of biscuits and gravy in mm. front of him.
0: Oh, that's great. Chicken fried steak on mm-hmm. the way. Yeah. Full stack. Full stack. And a
1: pot How of do you know this stuff living so far to the north? I used to live in Florida, my friend. Oh, okay. he's well, got him. He's
0: sense. got him scattered, smothered, covered in chunk, man, all the way. <laughs> <laughs> if you're just joining us, we're talking about hash browns. Um,
3: and, no, we're R two. You know, is this is when you finally find out what his job is? He's a mechanic. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. And you a don't good know one. This, you know, in in until he's riding in the back of an X wing.
0: How great is that shot where Wedge blows through that Tie fighter? I oh, love it.
3: Yeah. You know, but that, see, that's one of the things that, that confused me as a kid. Because you know, he's like Biggs. Where are you? And here goes Wedge through there. I was like, that wasn't Biggs. That was Wedge. And well he says, thanks Wedge. Yeah, but he didn't say thanks Wedge until the special edition.
0: No, because he eh. says good. No, nah, he says thanks Wedge, and then he comes over the radio and says good shooting Wedge. I've known
3: that all my life, boss. I didn't think he said thanks Wedge. I thought he, okay, I thought so, heard, heard the good shooting Wedge was there. I think.
1: But we get the three Y-wing pilots like. All flying the trench run right now. Mm-hmm. Two of them are all steady and smooth in the cockpit. And the, the one other guy's jiggling. like,
0: <laughs> "Yeah." Well, that's gold leader bouncing, isn't it?
3: Well, he's taking the brunt of it because he's at the he's at the front. Oh. Isn't that what's going on? And this guy can't
1: see. He keeps squinting.
0: He's squinting and he's looking around. Oh my gosh! Yeah. And well, here's, they really,
1: they really scratched the bottom of the barrel for those Y-wing fighters.
0: What about that dude? He's got like the one eye squinty clothes. He's like, keep your eyes open for enemy fighters. Is he Porkins' like cousin or brother? You think? Maybe.
3: Yeah. yeah he was the one that was bouncing there a minute ago. He's got yeah. a little.
0: He's got a little round face about him too. Well, there goes the one dude. He didn't really give. He didn't really give him a dramatic death. He just kind of leaned forward and went with it.
3: You know, here's the thing. They've got Stay those things that'll turn around and shoot backwards. Why don't they do something with them? Yeah,
1: and, and why not fly a trio of X-Wings in behind the TIE Fighters to protect your Y-Wings?
3: You know, when, when they're talking about doing Star Wars Land, I thought this would be the best ride to do the trench run. And, and what you do is you either go into the Death Star or you go on to, on to Yavin. And you can you'll either be in an X-Wing or you're going to be in a TIE Fighter. And... There'll be, like, single car or, or, like, three car roller coasters, and one's chasing the other. That would you be know? awesome. So they come from two different areas and come together onto this, and they'll be looping around each other in the in the trench run. They mm-hmm. could do something like that. It's feasible. And then you could, like, you know, like uh, in the uh, Toy Story ride, I was just going to say, say that you
1: you work the video game element into mm-hmm. it, so you, yeah. you're actually shooting while you're flying.
3: Disney, guys, I'm a great imagineer. If you're
0: listening, there's sure one of those. Are. There's one of those uh, guys around that war table. His mustache game is on point.
3: He was in the uh, holiday special in the cartoon too. Was he? He was. Yeah, the, wasn't the he? One, That's right. Yeah. The, the, one. Yeah. <laughs> the one where his I mustache kind of connects. I was expecting to see him there.
0: Yeah, his mustache kind of connects to his uh, Captain Stubby here. Uh huh. Well, I got to tell you, those guys that are like sitting at the communications at the comm section. In uh, in star in this movie, in, I mean, somehow they made them look identical in Rogue One.
1: In Rogue One, yeah, yeah. I was just thinking the same thing.
0: Almost there. Oh,
3: it's the way. <laughs> and of course, you all use these phrases too.
0: Oh yeah. In everyday life. Oh man, stay on target all the time. Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah. Almost there all the time.
3: <laughs> I'm on the leader. Justin. Impacted on the surface. Yeah, that one gets a lot,
0: too. When he goes negative, didn't go in. Just impacted on the surface.
1: It's away. I
0: do it's away a lot. I do it's away.
1: I did shake a bunch of stormtroopers, though.
3: Ares, when did you see Star Wars first? Did you see it at the beginning? Yeah. We had this. You weren't on when we had this
0: discussion.
1: No, that was (laughs) when I was waking up. I saw it in the summer of 77. (laughs) Yeah, okay. but
0: Erich, I've yeah. got to call shenanigans because there were not toys in the summer of seventy-seven. There were not. No, the toys not, didn't hit until seventy-eight.
3: I did have a little for Christmas of seventy-seven. I got a little uh, Wookie um, necklace, and his arms would move
0: oh.
3: up and down. Um, All right. Well, you know what? I'm an old man, and my your memory's not what it used to be. Not
1: firing correctly. Okay.
3: So. You're ex- younger than I am, Erich. I think. I don't know, guys. Um, we're not going to find us We're not going to get into that. There's, there's to Donna. <laughs>
0: <laughs> You're a little bit behind us, I think, Shaz.
3: I, I am, you know, because whenever I was listening to you earlier, we were right on yeah. the same spot.
0: Oh. I wonder what happened.
3: Well, there's a delay on the uh, Mixler. There's no delay on the Skype. Uh,
0: I got gotcha. you. That's true. Well, it's fine. This wasn't about everyone being totally synced up anyway. So a, the
1: toy, the toys didn't come
3: out until '78.
0: Right, because right. kids were getting the early bird special, the early bird packs That's in their right. Christmas stocking. February. Thing.
3: Yeah. yeah. I got my first first toy in uh, April of '78, and it was a Chewbacca.
0: Chewbacca. All right, now this is where it gets intense, man. This is look, this movie hinges on these moments, and it's so intense to this day. It's still intense. This is the Jaws 2 of Star Wars to me because, like, when I watch Jaws 2 and they're all dipping their legs in the water and stuff, and that one scene where they're all playing on the boats, and oh, yeah. just before it gets that, I'm like, get your legs out of the water, get your legs out of the water. <laughs> and here it's like, Luke's all by himself. Go, Luke, just fly faster, fly faster. I really do get kind of, I still get a little tense when I'm watching this scene.
3: Oh. Well, the music works into it Everything's yes. going Yes. The the, the the cuts back and forth To the war room, to the death star To the interior, to the exterior To Vader, everything oh. works in this favor. Yeah.
0: And there goes Biggs No time for mourning, Luke You can't do what you did with Obi-Wan And just go lay your head down And expect the pretty girl to come help you out
3: Quit looking through the targeting computer It's not
1: going to help you
0: That's just going to
3: impact on the surface
0: Oh, man.
1: So I'm, like, running the calendar in my head. I think, yeah, you're right about the toys. I don't don't know why I conflated that in my head. I didn't get my first figure until, I think it was, it was, like, May or June or July of 78 that yeah. I didn't get my first figure. And I remember the first figure I got was a Jawa.
5: Nice.
0: Really? Uh, Which nice. Jawa? Which Jawa? Oh, the huh. <laughs> vinyl capes were gone by then, weren't they?
3: Marvin or Robin? No, yeah.
0: you're, the, That's the what Marvin, I was thinking for a minute. I'm like, they, oh, they have names? I, I knew you were
1: connected that. <laughs> I was a, like, oh, uh, I meant vinyl over the sock.
0: It took me we a minute. W-
1: we were moving from Denver to Vegas, and I remember we went on a like a house hunting trip down in Vegas and it was like my present you know for the trip mm-hmm. was they they bought me the, the, the figure Oh, and then and I the, got home and like, like I was the only kid on the block that had the Jawa figure everybody else had like stormtroopers and stuff that they couldn't find the Jawas oh that's um, awesome so I was popular for like two days until nice. some other kid found one
0: oh. <laughs> forget him <laughs> And there comes um, and then that the day.
1: Christmas, Christmas of seventy eight. That's yes. when I got like a bunch more figures.
3: Yeah, I got the. I whole desperately
1: wanted wave. an X wing or a Tie fighter, and I just I got like three or four figures. Mm.
0: Oh, I'm... I've got, I've, I'm gotten, sorry. I've I've gotten sucked into the moment, guys.
1: Yeah. yeah. Oh,
0: there it goes.
1: Now, how
3: do you how do you guys feel about the ring? I like it. I'll, I'll, I I, I think it. I like it, except for the fact that it doesn't blow out, you know, around the equator, which seems like that would be the spot to blow it out from, since, you know, it's it's a little thinner there, right? Shouldn't that be where the ring comes from? Uh, who knows, I
0: Galen? Earth, know. yeah, I don't know about physics. Look, there's no physics in Star Wars.
3: Yeah, you're right. You're right. Why do I? Why do I do that? I don't yeah. have any problem with them hearing Tie Fighters.
0: That's right. Well, they're in the atmosphere. Uh, They get into the magnetic field of the Death Star, and I assume there's a little bit of atmosphere around there.
3: Right? Yeah, they heard the one that was heading for that small moon that wasn't a moon at all.
0: Well, look. Yeah.
3: I don't mind that. That's just the Star Wars galaxy. Sure. That's how it works there.
0: We hear it. I don't know if they do. What about how messed up R2 is here, man?
3: Man, he is messed up, and 3 is going to offer up his, his own circuits. How's that work? And yeah, let go give him a red arm. Exactly. Oh. oh,
0: here we go. Here we go.
3: And then Bill the old finally got to change clothes. Hand didn't, did he
0: not? He did. I mean, he's got that fancy collar going on, man.
3: He's got the Carillion blood oh, stripes and on. And he, he, he Didn't he have the blood stripes on through the whole movie? Mm, I think no, did. I think they were black,
0: weren't they? Were they black pants? No, that's the Kenner figure. Okay. Small head, big head. Well, I'll tell you, his shirt's different because his shirt's a little bit yellow in other scenes. His shirt is different. Yeah. Yeah. His shirt is different. He might have changed. Yeah, he's not blasting chest. That's right. He's not blasting chest. Is that the proper term for that? Is that how that works? (laughs) Oh, man. Oh, look at there. We've got... um... There's your boy. Uh, Donna, yeah. We've got Scott Reifan in the chat. I'm just seeing this here. Uh-oh. And, uh oh! And Scott was mad at me for not bringing him in on this, and now he shows up in the chat. So, sorry, Scott. Shaz, Shaz, you and, you and Scott have some things to work out, I believe. It,
3: it, mm,
0: yeah. There's that mustache guy again. He was in Did the cartoon.
3: Yeah, he was. He was. The, he was the one in the Nelvana cartoon. Yeah. There is just a, a
1: sitcom ton of dudes in this room.
3: There really
0: is. There really <laughs> is. Like, I don't want to go down that road too much, but I mean, it is true. There, there is. There is so. Like,
2: Leia's the only woman.
0: Leia truly is oh, the no, only Oh, No, there's a woman in the back. Oh, is there? Yeah. Oh, I yeah. see her, yeah. She yeah, was added in for the special the edition.
3: But the reason they did that was to make her so special. Okay. That was why.
0: And there's that, that dude with that mustache again. Do you think. Did that dude the mustache play? Um. Was he in a scene was he in the scene in the marketplace in Indiana Jones and Raiders of the Lost Ark?
3: I know who you're talking about. It's not the same guy. Okay. But boy, oh boy, doesn't it look like that?
0: He does. He does. <laughs> I almost jumped to uh I almost jumped to Tim there and went, Siblinga. They took Siblinga. They
3: took the ah, chill. James Earl Jones is the voice of Darth Vader. That wasn't original, was it?
6: Hmm.
3: In the credits.
0: Yeah. Wasn't
3: it? I thought he, I thought he was uncredited.
0: I don't know. I'd have to go back and pull out my VHSs. So, well, you did not just use the cheesy Raiders rename. I'm sorry because I the reason I did that is because I almost said Temple of Doom, Indiana Jones and Temple of Doom, and I had to stop mid sentence, Scott. I apologize. I apologize. I was say,
3: that sounds like a, a rife comment right yeah. there.
0: That's who it, it was, huh?
3: Yeah. Rifle I'm not following calls. the chat. I'm watching the the mm-hmm. credits on Star Wars. Siblinga, they took now. I'm sad okay, that thank it's you. Over. says
1: uncredited till '83. All right, uh, let's roll back and start all over again. Well, I was going to say, let's. Like that.
0: I'm uh, I'll, I'll, I'm just to swipe away from starting Empire, guys. Um, <laughs> <laughs> how about this? Okay, I want to propose something for the next Golaverse marathon for Cure. It's just—it's a Star Wars marathon.
3: So, uh, how are we do? Them? We're
1: doing all the
0: movies. We're doing. Well, uh, I don't know if we'll be able to do all eight at that point because it'll be eight at that point.
3: It'll be nine. Don't forget the crawler movie. I'm the just
0: talking. I'm just talking about the enumerated ones, I guess, in my head. I didn't even think about doing. Yeah, but one. but well,
3: the next episode. But episode eight. 8 The
1: eight, Last Jedi, won't be available to us. That's true.
3: That's true. Unless you're really, really special. I
1: think we should do, I think we should, I'd be down for Rogue One through Jedi.
0: So just do those four? four? Of
1: them.
0: Not do the prequels? You, He's already
3: you, made you, his you, comments k- on the prequels You call me when today. you get to Rogue One.
0: Okay, well that'd be, that'll be that be about, if we start at nine, we'll be to Rogue One by... Actually,
3: I'll
1: come, in, I'll come in for Revenge of the Sith.
0: Okay. I'm tempted, I'm tempted to do it. Like to start super I early. be
1: a lot of fun.
0: Like just start super duper early, like six a.m., seven a.m. That's it. That's a good time, six. And then, um, start with Phantom Menace, and so by lunch, if we start at six, by lunch we'd be up to Rogue One. By twelve noon, by 12, 1 o'clock. I think that'd be fun.
3: I like that's, it. That's the way to do it. I, I bet. Uh, I like it a lot. Get a lot of interaction. Throughout the whole thing, yeah, <laughs> I think we would. I think it'd be great. Like we could. But to- nobody would be would be contributing because they'd be so busy in the chat and listening and watching Star Wars. It might be counterproductive.
1: No, they'll contribute because they'll be so. Euphoric. They contribute at the beginning when they they'll step on. They'll anyway. be so euphoric from watching Star Wars that they'll just like open their wallets and pour their cash. Well, out.
0: here's the deal: we're going to do at least one Star Wars movie during the marathon next time. At least one.
3: I like the idea of doing doing the whole doing the whole saga, Leia set. Oh, doing the
0: whole do, doing the crawl through doing six. Rogue One through Six, doing Rogue One through yeah. Jedi. Yeah. I, I'm i down. I would, I mean like yeah, I'm down with that. I think it's definitely something to think about between now and then but for now, it's just a celebration of the wars, man. Uh, I love this movie. I really do. And I'm not I'm not joking when I say two hours ago, two and a half hours ago, I was like, oh, I don't know if I've got it in me to do this. And the minute a long time ago in a galaxy far, far away came up, it's like it washed away. Yeah. And I'm like, I'm good to go.
3: Well, I was about to go back to bed. I, I, I woke, I sat down and fell asleep. You know how tired I was. Yeah, Shaz was up till 5 a.m. Well, no, I was up till, you know, 5 something p.m. Right. Because I, I had appointments this morning. <laughs> <laughs> oh. I finished what I was doing last night at 5 a.m. That's ridiculous. Uh, but, but, but it was worth it. It was mm. so worth it. But yeah, um, And then I saw that you were on here. And I was like, well, I'm, I'm going to go try to catch up on the movie. So I caught it up. And, then, uh, and I thought I was going back to sleep. But I'm so excited now I could stay up another two days. Not now,
0: really. now, Ryfen says he finished his part for what you were doing at six this morning.
3: Yeah, and I, at five o'clock, I was. It was being produced, and I was fixing the poster thing. Yeah, and so but he you, said six. Six is his time. That's five my time.
0: Right. So as you were finishing up, he was finishing up.
3: Hey, he sent yeah he sent it to me. I was like, oh man, it's 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 in the can. Yeah, in the
0: I told him that he should have communicated with you yesterday And so all of a sudden I'm getting sucked into the anger So you guys need to work that out between yourselves
3: Shaz, well, do, 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 he, he did a great job And by the way, he said his guy was Spacey Kasem Isn't that crazy? Oh
0: wow, Spacey Kasem was his guy's name
3: Spacey Kasem versus Spacey Asim I'm Spacey
0: Asim Yeah, I'm sure Scott did a better job than me And I don't doubt that at all And that's why I suggested he do it And then, you know, last night when we're on a panic Trying to get things done at midnight. And by the way, what we're talking about is the techno retro fortieth Star Wars thing. It's it's a fantastic concept. It's the it's as we talked about earlier in the show before you showed up, Shaz. But I told Ares what you did: parody songs of the oh, top really? ten from May twenty fifth, nineteen seventy seven. So oh, it was great. Yeah, it was a lot of fun. You should check it out. Scott says, "Which of you has my phone number?" <laughs> Wait, no. No, Scott. Okay, we're not going to do this on the show. We'll do this after no, the show. No,
3: no. We, 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 we discussed this last night. We didn't want to bother you. It was midnight, dude. Yeah. You wake up at three in the morning. We're not doing this on the show. We're going to do this off the air. <laughs> we're celebrating Star Wars. Eric's is like, what is going
0: on right now? I've lost control.
3: Uh, yeah, that is what I'm Sorry. Like. What is happening? I, I'm, I'm watching all these scenes on the, the, the main screen of the Blu-ray Hmm. as they pan through. Yeah. They did such a good job on these Blu-rays. They really did not have anything on the Blu-ray itself. You know, the the, don't shouldn't there be a picture on these things? They're the most generic looking discs I've ever seen in my life.
0: Yeah. Well, they've stopped. I mean, remember, the the DVDs and stuff used to be a work of art, as did like the menu screens and everything. And I feel like they went real minimalist with stuff, especially in the era. Well, it did. Especially in the age of
3: one have art
0: um i don 't know i've not you know what I have not put in the rogue one disc i 've only done it digitally through um, the through the apple t v is that crazy yeah, all right well, here we are a long time ago in a galaxy far far away and are you
3: on empire for real
0: Empires now rolling
3: <laughs>
0: we know we 're not going to talk about it. i just couldn't stand not talking about erish my friend you got any final thoughts about the old star wars
1: it's been with us 40 years you know i I, i'm blessed that you know i i basically i saw star wars and i knew that somehow i wanted it to be part of my life for the rest of my life and i'm blessed today that you know I'm, i'm making awesome star wars books yeah i've uh become part of this great star wars fan community so many great friends out there i mean i i don't know what my life would be like without star wars
0: there'd be no um, erish and steve i can tell you that
1: yeah i wouldn't have my brother from another mother that's right um so it's just it's just a, an amazing amazing thing and uh I, i'm so blessed and thankful The the force is truly with us
0: Indeed, indeed. Shaz, tell tell us a little bit about your final thoughts and then uh, plug what you got to plug, man. I'll let you plug some well, stuff.
3: Well, uh, you got to let me plug something? Yeah. Well, since you're in it, I will. Uh, yep. That's <laughs> what I'm good at. But it, it, the, the real takeaway um, was, was something that uh, I think it was Arish said it. Maybe it was, you know, we were taught sarc. No, it was you. Yeah. Taught sarcasm and, and snips from Star Wars, you know? That's right. It it it's, it's 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 not just uh, oh that was a good movie. It's we were obsessed with it and uh, we knew every line. And then that's how you dealt with people the yeah. same way, whoever your character was. And mine was Han. So hmm. that explains a lot. That,
0: that's a good. Qu- <laughs> <laughs> that's a good. Han. <laughs> that's a good question to go out on. Ayers, were you a Luke guy or a Han guy? Oh, Han. See, I was always a Luke awesome. guy. I loved Luke. Fun. Luke was my boy, man. Mm.
3: My brother played Luke. I was always Han.
1: You and know it was always what? Han. Because
3: it's literally,
1: I would rather have a good blaster by my side.
3: Mm. I'm with as
1: you. cool as lightsabers are, give me the and I think it's also part of the, uh, you know, for me the romanticism of the the cowboy and everything with the Colt six shooter and everything. You know, Khan is. Yeah kind of like you know he's kind of like a cowboy
3: he is um, he is well pirate you know, he, smuggler cowboy flying
1: around in his cool el camino <laughs> <laughs> yeah
3: so I, I, I thought I'm, it was uh, like a cargo van but oh
1: Bl- blast part. blast and chest you know guys he's let's see
0: his, let's his, see his... how this is going to work real quick in a, in a in the 11th hour you there with us
8: yo Hey, Ladies, <laughs> I was wondering when we were going to get her on.
0: Swooping in in the final moments, Teresa Wait Delgado.
8: <laughs> I was doing bookworms. Sorry.
0: Hello. <laughs> oh,
8: wow,
1: well, wow, well, well, Excuse us.
0: Excuse us while you're on bookworms over there.
8: Welcome to the. I'm uh, glad I got to join the party. 40th anniversary birthday party. Yeah, Woo.
0: we just finished the movie.
8: Woo woo. I need to watch it.
0: <laughs> Teresa, here's oh, something we do. decided well, put, have to watch Put it. Empire on. You can catch up with Steve with Empire. Yeah. Just skip it.
8: <laughs> can I just skip it and go to Return of the Jedi?
0: <laughs> uh, Sure. Why not? Whoa. Teresa, let me tell you what we've talked about doing for the uh, next Golaverse Marathon. Ooh. Straight up. Put in episode one early that morning and just go through all the movies.
8: Yes! Oh my yes. god! Marathon all day I am long. So in, I am in all day, so, <laughs> all day. I will take off work for that.
0: So yeah, that's that's kind of the idea that we're toying with right now.
8: Let's do it up.
0: That'll be great.
3: And we'll just so. Bring how in.
8: was everybody's Star Wars birthday day?
3: It was good. I had a good soundtrack. I was about to plug it. Oh, yeah. Go ahead, Shaz, with your plugs. <laughs> we, we, did, we did the the top 40 or the top 10 of American Top 40 for this week, 1977, for all the way from Feels Like the First Time down to Sir Duke. But, Feels uh, it, Like the First Time. <laughs> yeah, that was that was uh, I couldn't get that one to work, so I had to call in the big guns. Steve did that one.
0: And I blew out my voice.
3: You did. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Here's. Here's what took me all night, by the way, Irish. Um, uh, uh, I'm, I'm leaving Bible study last night, and I get this text from Steve. Well, I'm sending you my file, but I couldn't do the background vocals, like I said. I'm like, man, I got to do more background vocals. So I was doing background vocals till about three forty-five this morning mm-hmm. on different songs. <laughs> it wasn't just you. I was going to say, got don't got make noticed. it sound like it was just me. And let's talk about no. someone stepping
0: in at what I thought was the eleventh hour to help you out.
3: And oh oh, let me let me tell you here's here, here's what happens, you know. I'm telling him I'm texting back and forth a little bit and I was like, I haven't heard from Ryan Have you heard from him today? I haven't heard from him since ten in the morning, you know. So it's past his bedtime, so I wasn't gonna call him. But uh, I was like, I I, I guess I've gotta do the, the Casey Case stuff on my own. He said, No, I'll do it. Steve jumps in, pulls off a Casey Kasem, you know, probably about two in the morning this morning. And then sends me the file while I'm, you know, trying to mix down these these songs that we've – I got a lot of them, you know, wrapped up last night. But they're awesome. Yeah, it is, really awesome. It was a fun thing to do to go through the top ten from American Top 40 of this week, 40 years ago, and make them all Star Wars. <laughs> and Rocky's theme was in there. So Steve was just really excited. Of course. Of
0: course, of course he was. was.
3: Hey, guys, let's not let's stop <laughs> throwing shade at Rocky
0: right now. Let's stop throwing shade at Rocky. That's
3: not shade. No, no, well, I've whatever, Rocky bro. Rocky had it not been for you. That was a good movie.
0: I'm talking about your boy, Eric and your girl, Teresa, over here throwing some shade at my boy, oh. Rocky.
3: <laughs> not throwing shade at Rocky. We're just throwing shade at you,
1: can't have a conversation about anything without bringing up Rock. Yeah, I,
0: exactly. I can't have a conversation about anything without bringing up Star Wars either. Okay,
8: okay, no, hang on, hang sure. on. I get, I get a text from Steve the other day. We're talking about Cars 3, and he's like, it's gonna be like the Rocky of Cars, and I was like, oh my god.
1: Well, no, but well, that is it's, true it's because the no, they, they, that, but, they, they literally the took Rocky three and Rocky four and combined them together and made Cars three. And Teresa, well, my, my point. And is, Teresa
0: comes back. I said, "What I said was it's going to be." I said, "People are saying it's going to be Rocky three and Rocky four matched up." And Teresa says, "I haven't seen three or 4. And I just text back, no, "I haven't." And I just text back, "Oh dear, <laughs> oh dear Lord, oh dear." Oh. No, Greg would well,
3: probably like it I saw like three and, it, and
0: four
8: before
3: I'm, I saw one and two.
8: Greg would probably like it if I watched those. He he likes the the Rocky films. Oh boy! Right now, right now we're in this thing. So Steve, you know about this because you're helping us out. Mm-hmm. But I'm just letting everybody know, Greg has decided that he is going to give Marvel movies a chance to actually like them. And this happened because of Guardians. But wow, it's of the Galaxy. so
1: big of him.
8: So well, <laughs> he goes with me to all the movies. What? Uh, stop it! All of you, stop it now.
1: <laughs> I'm gonna nominate him for a Nobel Peace Prize. You
8: should. Oh my gosh, that's
4: so good. Okay, big, so isn't?
8: he goes so with me to But he. He's never really like super enjoyed them. Mm-hmm. So with Guardians of the Galaxy Volume Two coming out, we watched the first one, and then afterwards he said, "Okay, you know, when did these start? Because we got together in 2011, so it was before or after they'd already started." Yeah. And so he said, "Okay, well, I'll start from the beginning and watch them." So Steve's helping us get this done. And we are now on Thor: The Dark World, and we, Steve, we've been doing this for what? Maybe like two a week, two
3: weeks? Yeah, not quite two weeks. Oh wow, you're kicking! Yeah. Are you watching one at night?
8: Uh, almost. It, it anyway. was like that for a little bit, but we kind of stalled out at the moment. But so far, he's really enjoying them. Yeah, I will say that he really likes Iron Man the most so far. Of course, but at, this,
1: at, at the point where you guys are. Yeah, Iron Man is the best one.
8: Yeah, and but he he has enjoyed the Thor movies because there's a little bit more of kind of well, what was that? What's that word? Humor. Um,
0: For humor?
8: No, no. Well, there's the humor, but there's like more of a I guess maybe like a fantasy element to yes. it. Yeah, yeah.
1: He's got a big old crush on Loki,
8: doesn't he? No. No,
1: like
8: some
1: he Loki. Likes, uh, it's all right. I think a lot of us have a big old crush on Loki. <laughs>
8: this is <Natalie. laughs> I mean, he he rolls his eyes every time they show Thor and like Thor doesn't have his shirt on, and I'm like, wait, is he wearing pants? Dang it, he's wearing pants.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Let me tell you something. That scene where he's got the shirt off, gosh.
8: Exactly. No, oh, so my lancer. So we're doing that. So that's cool. And then Pirates comes out on Friday, so I'm excited for that. Oh, that's tomorrow. That yeah. looks great. Wow. I'm so excited.
1: It is getting slaughtered by the critics. Really? Yeah, well that Somebody means that is I'm gonna, me that means if I'm it's a prequel.
8: It. No, it's not a prequel. It, I know it,
1: it's not. It, it I've has seen the... it, No, but it has some flashback elements oh, in okay. it that mm-hmm. you, you okay. see like a young really bad CGI Johnny Depp. Like right. when he's like oh, okay. 18 or something like that. And that's in the trailer. I
3: I've just I missed that evidently. It,
1: it sets up why Javier Bardem is after him.
3: Right. Yeah.
8: I I just love seeing Jack Sparrow in anything, and then I'm waiting for the Paul McCartney cameo, and then also for the Orlando Bloom cameo, and that's.
3: Wow! Spoilers, oh. Teresa. Sorry. That's I thought we had already
8: seen news. Orlando
3: Bloom in the trailer, though, didn't we? Like, we barely. We
8: have. Yeah. Barely for like a just
3: millisecond. A yeah.
0: Why is Paul McCartney having a cameo in this movie?
3: Mm-hmm. Because he's, he's a, Paul McCartney. Yeah, he's a... Yeah, I mean, Keith Richards been... was in three. Was it three? Yeah. Yeah,
0: but They're... Johnny Depp based Sparrow off of Keith
8: Richards. Right, but you know, Keith Richards is o- his father. Based something right, off of and Paul Jeffrey McCartney.
1: Rush based his character off of Paul McCartney.
0: How is that? <laughs> <laughs> That's not true. <laughs> You're you're lying to me right now,
1: dude. It, 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 <laughs> of course I am. <laughs> um, but it's like, you, you if, if you have a chance to have Sir Paul McCartney in a movie, like you don't say
3: no.
8: No. Hey, Irish, are you going to go? Hey, see Bay- are you going to go see Baywatch? <laughs>
3: uh, no. No, <laughs> he covered that last week.
8: <laughs> Steve, are you going to go see Baywatch?
0: No, I will not. Why it. not seeing the Baywatch. rocks in it? Yeah, well, I don't see everything The Rock's in. I haven't seen the Fast and the Furious movies that he's in. Yes, we need to
8: rectify that. I got
0: to tell you, I'm trying to think what movies have I seen that The Rock is in? The Rundown,
3: Tooth Fairy. What's up, Kansas City? Game Day was pretty good. What's the one with the little girl? Is that the
8: name of a Game Day? That was a good movie. Something like
3: that. Is that the one with... (laughs) The Rundown is such an underrated
0: movie. Oh my gosh, I love The Rundown. I think I did see
8: The Rundown. Which is the one where The Rock has like a stick or a bat or whatever he's beating everybody up? Uh, It's uh,
1: Walking Tall.
8: Walking Tall.
1: (laughs) It's a remake. It's based on a true story, actually. It's a 30... Showed Baker was in the original one.
0: It's a thirty-minute movie too.
1: Yeah, it's
3: crazy. It's a short I've movie. I've still
1: seen it more. I've still seen it more than once. So. Yeah, it's on cable all the time. Yeah, it, it so what you mean it's really
3: thirty it. minutes, or is it like no? You know,
1: it's it's like a, head, a it's a ninety-minute movie, movie, but it's a thirty-minute story.
0: Story. Yeah. I don't even know that it's a full ninety-minute movie. I think I really think it runs like less than eighty minutes. It might. Yeah.
8: Daniel and Andy no. said it's free on YouTube and it's only eighty-six minutes.
3: Eighty-six. Okay, so it's not ninety. You're right, Steve. But with the credits, so you you
0: take off you take off another. No, that's
3: that's eighty-six minutes with the credits, probably.
0: Yeah, that's what I'm saying. So you take off three minutes and you're down to. I mean, it's a little over an hour and twenty minutes long. This movie. Anyhow, where are we at? Star Wars. Chaz Bizarre, people can find your thing at
3: at TechnoRetroDads.com. Oh. Uh, yeah. Best way to do it's just go go on iTunes or right. Stitcher and find it there. Fantastic. Or RetroZap.com. It's there. Teresa, you got anything to plug?
4: Hmm.
8: <laughs> Not really. All I'm right. just being me.
0: I hear you. Fantastic. And Star Disney Wars Book Book talk is covered um,
8: something. Yeah, we just talked about um, Vader down the comic series. Yeah. So that was that was fun. Um. Thought Talk's coming back. Right, Steve?
0: It is. It is. We it got is. We got some Pooh Bear to discuss. Oh, Pooh bother. Bear. Oh, bother. That's my Winnie the Pooh.
3: Yeah. So. My Winnie the Pooh is Hondo. <laughs> <laughs> Same guy.
0: <laughs> All right. Really quickly, we're going to go around the horn, and out of Star Wars Episode Four: A New Hope... Do we have any Snoke theories that arise? Teresa, any you can think of off the top of your head, even though you didn't watch with us?
8: Oh, my gosh. No, come to me last. I didn't just see it, so I had to think.
0: Shaz um Yeah,
3: he's uh, he's uh, uh, Dr. Evazon All right. That's
0: a good one, by the way. Erish? Jan Dodna. Jan, uh, no! no Dodna is no, not Snoke. No! no. No. no.
1: Second one is Porkins. Yes. Yes. Porkins yes. is Snoke. Porkins <laughs> survived his X-wing
3: crashing. That's, that's why what he's messed all up deformed his head.
1: the way he is.
0: And he's bitter. Yes. He's so bitter. He's so bitter. And yes. finally, and finally, uh, Teresa, we come back to you now.
8: Okay. Well, I'm going to say the one that um, was mentioned on Skype, which is Aunt Beru's corpse.
0: <laughs> <laughs> wow, that's terrible. <laughs> I say the Dianoga. The Dianoga. No is. respect
3: for Emperor. Uh-uh. The Dianoga. The Dianoga is. He's no. always trying to pull somebody down.
0: That's right. <laughs> All right. Well, Teresa, it's good to talk to you. Thanks for uh, thanks for interrupting us while we were shutting her down.
8: You're absolutely welcome.
0: All right. Have a Any good. Anytime. Yeah. Have a good night, my friend. We'll see you soon. Bye. 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 Shaz Bazaar, my brother. Thank you so much for oh. jumping on with us for the last part of Star Wars.
1: Ooh, baby, baby.
3: <laughs> Me well, thank, crazy. <laughs> thank you, Keep going. Thanks for not, uh, you know, having that corn in with me, to me, and through me. That's that's good. That's <laughs> good lord, Steve, I'm, working like ask it, ask I'm working on it. I'm working on it.
0: Oh man, oh man. All right, Shaz, have a good one, man. <laughs> Chaz, See ya, thanks. Chaz, Get some rest. Oh, Arish, that's it, my friend. We did Happy
1: it. Happy birthday, Star Wars.
0: We did it, man.
1: 40 We're... years of awesome sauce.
0: Yes, sir. We want to thank everyone who joined us live at com slash Golaverse. And everyone who supports us through the Amazon links and the, uh, the the different links that you can find at GeekOutOnline.com. Think Geek, Entertainment Earth, all that good stuff. As well as Patreon at Patreon.com slash GeekOutLoud. We greatly appreciate our patrons there. And... Um, and what you mean to these shows and how you keep us going. So we thank you for that. And uh, thanks for sticking around for this, the two hundred and eleventh episode of Geek Out Loud. It's been good. You can email us geekoutonline at gmail.com. GeekOutonline at gmail.com. Don't forget about the Goldiverse Facebook group. You can get there by going to GeekOutonline.com slash group. Join up, jump in, and have a good time. We we really in- listen, that group is everything that a facebook group should be i think because no one it's is, a lot of fun no one's snarky no one's mean we just kind of celebrate what we love and we just people post some fun stuff and we'll talk about some fun things so head over there if you will and join up with and us steve sells his action figures and right? i sell my action figures there well i'm selling some right now so if you hey there's a great little set of uh vintage collection if you want to pick them all up you can right now uh Arish is on twitter at darth underscore duff i'm at steve Glosson. Geek Out Loud is at Geek Out Loud, and you can follow the entire Golaverse at Golaverse, and we appreciate you um, doing that. So uh, That's it, man. Uh, Until next time, for Eric Scherneweiss, I'm Steve Glosson, and we'll see you on the next uh, Geek Out Loud. Let's bring this main theme back around to the main theme.
1: The Force will be with you always.